0: Hello and welcome to this episode twenty-one of the Northern Invasion podcast. We have a very a quick episode today. Uh, you're joined by, as ever, myself, Stu West. We've got Scott Smith. Good morning. We've got Liam Watt. Morning. Nathan Watson. Hello. And it is morning, so so there's no drinking involved. I'm drinking. I'm what, drinking um, as well. I'm drinking sugar-free. <laughs> Coca-Cola that's that's been rebranded now to be in a, a red red pot. It's confused me with a black strip at the top. So there you go. That is as far as it goes because it is morning, isn't it? Yeah. So with, there's, de- there's there's daylight outside.
1: It's all a little bit strange really. We've yeah, all
2: taken a day off work to record this. So <laughs> please support yes. us on Patreon. <laughs> Just because we wanted
0: to give people a, a full a full week uh to absorb our uh our analysis of lists and some tips for the players for follow the old world. So look at this. It's, it's uh it's the way we roll. Okay. So we are just going to, we're going to, uh, focus mainly on follow the old world, which is one week from tomorrow. So it'll be a week away from, from release. Um, we're also, we've got a couple of other things to look at. We're going to, we're going to, uh, talk a little bit more about our, uh, tale of tale of warlords. um, we're going to have another quick bit look at the Discord side, uh, and then we're going to look into the Follow the Old World stuff. No need for us to do a hobby update, because it's only been a, I don't know, it's not even been a week uh, since it's we last got have done go. some hobby, though? Have oh, you? Yeah. All right, <laughs> go on, then. It is with it. Go on, Scott. Well, I've been
1: painting my charnel throne. It's been dry brushing furiously yesterday, so it's almost done, and I've even done a bit on my endless spell, the chalice. So there you go, it's hobby update done.
0: Stuff. Has anybody up, else got a
2: <laughs> Well, I've been furiously painting or repainting bases and I absolutely hate it. <laughs> it's the first time I've used uh, pigment. don't know if you've used weathering pigment before, but it's an absolute pain in the butt. But yeah, ah. that's so a new that technique.
0: Like, is that the stuff that you, it comes as a powder, yes. and you mix it with something and then you seal it somehow. Yes. You it about. Mm. Exactly. Wash yeah. seals it. I've been
2: kind of using a wash to seal it at the moment because Is I'm not very ready to varnish on, the like, models. Yeah, Lamian well, yeah, that's the well. point. You you pick a you pick a point. So I've like mixed it up in like an empty Lamian jar and put a bit of water and a bit of agrax in it and just kind of like mixed it about to get the color that I want. Mm-hmm. Then I dab it on to like certain areas. Then get a wet brush and pull it apart to kind of spread it out. Yeah. And then while it's still wet, I then get the agrax on it. To pull it out even further and distress it more, so that it looks like kind of—I don't even know
0: how to describe it—but it would be re- it would be a like lot harder old to do the stains, paint. isn't it? Yeah, man? I yeah. remember watching a a Vince Venturella one where he did marble floors. Uh, he did like a marble floor bases, um, and he did a, one of these quick episode things he does on his YouTube channel where he was using different colored pigments and doing a very similar thing but it seemed like so so, so much work, but it looked really good afterwards
2: so hmm. no, it's a new a new technique. I'm happy with how they look,
0: so' well. travel up. Is that for your deepkin then
2: yeah, just the the deepkin bases were before just all sprayed black and then all dry brushed two different shades of gray, so mm-hmm. just trying to add a little bit more color, put a lot of base decorations on them as well but. Do you know, I've just not had the time to highlight them all up and make them look a bit nicer. So yeah. what my aim's to get it done for heat too. Um but
0: yeah. We'll see. Uh, something I catch in for the stream, eh, Nathan? That's it. That's <laughs> it. That's it. <laughs> so what about yourself, Liam? Have you done any hobby?
3: I've just been painting up some of uh, yeah, eels. Well, my uh, stingrays. Mm. That's about oh. it. Just getting work
0: on them done. Oh. I've done nothing. So, there you go. I feel really bad. Oh, well. <laughs> so, okay, the Tale of war- Four Warlords. I think we were looking to rebrand Tale of Northern Warlords, weren't we? Um, not to infringe on the the IP of the Northern Warlords wargaming war group down in <laughs> Newcastle, but there you go. Um, and this might be a way to, to get people back into enjoying hobby and things. That's certainly my idea for it. So we were, uh, we were discussing in the last episode our aspiration to do this um, and the long and short of it was that um, we were going to aim for the end of June to paint up an initial 500 points and then do 250 points a month and then at the beginning of next year we'd then have a, a 2,000 point army. So we've discussed it a little bit more between us and uh, what we've decided is we're going to be... Um, Rather than just having it totally blind, we're gonna pick three three potentials each that we're then gonna well, we're gonna put to a public vote to see which one we're actually gonna build and work with. Um so myself, I was looking at I've narrowed mine down. So it's gonna be interesting to hear you guys because I know there's been a bit of backwards and forwards in um well I've decided to go with either a Caradron Grunstock X. Escort wing Based army Um, Very specific Yeah well it's because I want to do a a load of gun haulers So um, I'm going to do the Escort wing which has three gun haulers A frigate Um, One Grunstock Thunderers um, As the As the basis for the formation For the battalion And then I'd have to get my battle line in by going to Arkenauts And it only really leaves me with if I take 10 Thunderers, it only really leaves me with uh, one character. But it's not really for, for being ultra competitive. I'm doing this just for the, the love of the models and the theme. So it's going to be a nice change for me. And then I've got the second choice will be Vanguard Stormcast. So it's your uh, Paladors, your uh, Raptors, and uh, the what are the guys called? Are they Hunters, are they called? The Battleline ones? Yeah. Yeah. So that was my second one. I don't know if there's a battalion. To be honest, I've not got the the latest Stormcast book, so I don't know what battalions there there are. Uh, whether or not you can you can speed it up. I've just been looking at the idea of having a load of Raptors, but not the long strike ones, the the bolt ones, the crossbow ones. Uh, a big unit of um the Vanguard Palador things that that run around the place. The big chocobos, um, and. Uh, yeah, just a bit, bit of bit fun. And then the last one is a free people's Iron Weld Arsenal combination. Um and it'll be from a city to be decided that I'll theme it on. So that'll be uh using the old free guild stuff and probably um probably some some artillery pieces as well to go in there. Um to make some kind of a, a defence force for a city. So very shooty. I've decided, I've never played a shooting army and i think that um well i think that even if it's not ultra competitive it could give certain certain lists i think the meta needs a bit of a prod so i think uh bringing one of those would give certain lists a bit of a run for the money if they're not 100% balanced so that's what that's what mine is and it'll be nice i like the models in all three of those i, I could they could do with a free guild update but i still do like when you've got a a big force of people in a uniform. Um, you can make them look a bit grimy and stuff. And uh, there's going to be a lot of guns in there, so that'd be quite nice. So, what about yourself, Scott? What are your choices?
1: So, my three, I think, are going to be in a no particular order. Preference: uh, Zinch. <coughs> After talking about it last episode, it was getting my juices going as we were as we were talking about it, um, and it's always been the kind of back of my mind. I've, I've picked a load of it up. Um, when it got <clears throat> the kind of new releases, uh, what two years ago now? But I had, having played Demons in 8th i I've got a bunch of sort of pink orders that I, <clears throat> I actually stripped them and rebased them a long time ago, um, and then just chucked them in a box. So I've, I've got, I've got fair, I've, I've got basically got. I don't need to buy anything. Actually, I don't need to buy anything for any three of the, either of these three. So that's my sort of uh, disclaimer. Oh, there's a little person coming to join me. It might get chatty in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> hello <laughs> that's fine so that's uh, yeah I've not got any kind of um, idea for a particular build or anything happy to maybe mix it up a bit and uh, but definitely include Lord of Change in it because I love the model absolutely love the model but also we'll include some filth in it but like you Stu, I'm not going for absolute top tier here I'm looking for <coughs> something that'll keep me driving it along and um keep me interested. So that's that's one choice. Um second choice would be the Gloom Spike Gits. Um I've again picked this up when it came out at the start of the year and haven't really spent much time looking at it. Haven't played a game against them yet. But luckily that's going to change game one on on the for the old world. I've got Matt Rennie first game and Actually, looking at his list without actually probably doing my homework on it yet, I really just like the look of it. It's it's nicely sort of mixed up, and it's 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 kind of the sort of list I go for. Sort of classic sampler, a bit of everything in it. But obviously, there's I'm sure there's some dirt in there because we know Matt likes to. Um, well, he plays with you, Nathan, a lot, so you know, you know, it rubs off, obviously. Which I say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's um, uh, there's lots of fun things in the book. I'm sure, uh, uh, plenty of choices. So again, I've got. I've got plenty to choose from in my cupboard, so happy to see how that goes. And the last one is Night Hunt. Um, so love the models for these guys. They've been out almost a year now, and again, I, I picked them up, and I've done nothing with them apart from build pretty much the first half of the starter set. um like But you know they're not in a great place in the meta just now. But I, I absolutely love the models, so it'd be something that would drive me on just looking at the models themselves and um, I'm sure we'll see more from Nighthaunt as well as the year progresses as, as folk get more used to it as things maybe change I've, I've no idea I'm just putting that out there but um, yeah that's my three.
0: Sounds good, pretty ver- good variety. Yeah. Um, so what about yourself then, uh, Liam, what's your, uh, what's your three?
3: Uh, my three, my memory's gone here, what did I say? <laughs> uh, I was Definitely going to be doing uh, my options were Skaven because obviously, still in love with the book that's came out lately. Slanesh uh, because obviously, there's going to be a book and I've always liked uh, the models range for them. And my other one is going to be Bone Splitters.
0: Moving back to Bone Splitters, you did play them for a while and you did like I them, just, didn't you? I,
3: play, I played A list uh, at the time, so I'd prefer to go and collect a bit of everything from the army. Uh, hopefully, the guy a Starbucks that'd be quicker as well, save from buying all the boars and that separately. Yeah, 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 good stuff. But I'd obviously actually paint it this time rather than just base coat it.
0: <laughs> well, what about yourself, then, Nathan? What's your three?
2: And um, so, first of all, I, not, no particular order again. Corn, uh, because I really like their Bloodbound models, and their Drew a book, like imminently. So they should be future proof for a bit of fun. I don't know what the army would look like, but I'm not a massive fan of a lot of the demons. So I'd probably look to to do more of the the mortal side of things. Um, Skaven. Again, same reasons as Liam. I like the book. I like the way that the lists tend to look like it's not soup. It's Ratatouille. (laughs) That's what it's been (laughs) referred to. (laughs) Uh, It's like you just take your battle line and then you can mix and match whatever you want from the... I think that that's great. I really enjoy the look of that. Um, And then the third one uh, is Daughters of Cain. But I would probably want to do more of a snake list. Like when the book first came out, loved the Marathi model, loved the Malusai, and really liked the Calibron temple nest lists that were coming out. But then they weren't really as competitive. And then when I was trying to up my game, I kind of fell out of love with it. I didn't like the look of all the hordes and stuff. But I think it'd be quite cool to have like a full snake army. I've seen it on the tables to the sides of me. I've never played it. Well, yeah, I've never played against it. But yeah, you know, it looks it looks like a cool army. So yeah, that would be one of my options. It's my three.
0: That sounds good. So so what we're gonna do is um, when we release this, we'll we'll stick a poll out. Um, we'll probably put them on Twitter um, and probably on the I'll put them on the um, the Facebook page as well. Um, we do have a, a facebook page um could put it on there with with polls as well um we did mention last time uh discord and uh, nathan maybe get an update from you in a couple of minutes on that one um but the idea would be that there could be a, a discord where our, our patreon supporters can keep up to date with things and um and also as i say on the age of sigma battle reports facebook page that's not really had much on there for a while but I think there's still, pretty much like fifteen hundred people following it, and people do submit the odd report onto there. And because this is semi-narrative and a bit of a slow grow, it's uh, it's something that probably fit quite well on there to to show how things have progressed and maybe even do some small-scale games with the forces uh, and stick up the pictures. Um, mm. It was initially uh, just mentioned, uh, just intended to be ourselves, but. We've got quite a bit of interest in it um, from different people, got quite a few messages and whatnot of people saying, oh, that sounds good. I'd quite like to do the same sort of thing. Um, so what, what we decided was that we'll open this out to uh, to our Patreons as well to join us so we can all submit our um, updates on Discord and Grow Forces at the same time. So um, so long as people can um, can get the 500 points together for the end of June, then we'll take it easy. Uh, 250 points at a time and what we thought we'd do is um at the end when everybody's got the completed uh the completed armies um we could do a uh the top three we'll put them out to a public vote either through an instagram or various different mediums and count the likes or whatever it is um and then give the price give some prizes out to the top three um and then also if we get we worked out if we get twelve additional participants to join us um in addition to us so it makes sixteen or more as long as we've got that many then what we'll do is we'll host um a free one day narrative event at common ground games early next year so um people are more probably i'm gonna play with the army next year anyway um in tournaments and things, but we don't have anything narrative up in up in the north so um and I've never run anything properly narrative, so I, I think it'd be good between us if we uh we put something on and, and then people who have took part with it, what they can do is they can come along and um and have a full day and maybe the evening before if they're staying over of uh of something new. Get to get to see these forces that we've we've seen grow on the table.
1: And uh yeah, it'd be good. It'll it'll That's encourage good.
0: a bit of backstories and things and hopefully we'll get some people to join us. Yeah, it sounds, sounds awesome. Yeah, but can a uh,
1: can can a snake list be narrative? Yes. Oh, I'm sure it can. <laughs> it is narrative. How is that not narrative?
3: Remember, yeah. it's historical formation. And of course, course,
0: of course, fulfilling <laughs> me. Oh, I, th- I think that as so long as you're coming up with justification, and you see the army grow over time, it, it automatically kind of becomes narrative. So you'll
1: see my snake grow. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I hear the sound of Liam creating 25 Twitter accounts now just to. (laughs) to Yeah, that's what he's doing right now. (laughs) We need to verify the vote somehow. Zombie bot network is taking shape. (laughs)
3: That's it, yeah. All those uh, uh, porn bots and that, they'll just all be.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah,
3: we want a bone. (laughs) We want a bone. Who's
0: Skaven? (laughs) So. He
3: was dirty as my Skaven.
0: Okay. This this is first thing in the morning. We're Uh, we're (laughs) (laughs)
2: We're all sitting here with morning wood.
0: So Nathan, do you want to talk people through a little bit more about the idea behind the discord and when we think that we'll be able to share it with our uh, patrons, get them involved and start doing some, they can ask us questions and stuff or whatever it is, if they want advice, people can just have general chitter chatter. Do you want to give them some ideas on what we could do?
2: Yeah, sure. So I have created the Discord channel, like the overarching North Invasion podcast channel. Like I have made that. But the great thing about this is unlike a WhatsApp group, where if you're in the WhatsApp group with like 50, 60 other people, your messages can just kind of get lost. Uh, What you can do is you can create different text channels. So every channel that you open comes with a default general channel. And uh, you can add other ones to it. So you could have a uh, list advice and then people can post the list and ask for advice. And then that channel's dedicated to just that. Um, you could have Northern Invasion podcast questions. You could have a channel for this slow grow campaign so that when you go to the Discord channel, you can click on whichever channel you want to view the content for. Um, You can make these channels text or voice or text and voice. So if you wanted to have a channel that you go into when you are painting or whatever and people can join and chat and catch up and stuff, um, you can do that. Um, It's much better than WhatsApp for the pictures and stuff. It's got a better web-based client as well than WhatsApp web client. That's, it was originally designed for gamers to have like interaction between your computer games and still have a chat network. Like I used to play a lot of uh, sort of MMOs, and people would have a Discord channel that they would talk to each other on while they were playing the game and sharing uh, bits and pieces from the game in there. So it kind of works really well for what we we're trying to. Do. I think the Honest War gamer does it as well. So you can even integrate it with. Live streaming or with your podcast recordings, get a slightly better sound codec than Skype as well. Mm-hmm. So we could even record from our voice chat in Discord as well, rather than recording on Skype, which then allows us to bring people into the the chat a bit easier as well. If we wanted to interview people instead of having to get them on, somebody start the call or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's an overall good thing. It's just going to take a little bit of time. I thought I would have got it done last night, but I was too shattered after coming in from work. So uh, I just need to get a couple of pieces of, a couple of images, and then it'll be good to go.
0: Oh, that sounds really good. And I think that it's it's great that we could potentially be pulling people in to, to come on and actually ask the question and maybe debate and answer. Because some people, I mean, we've, after the last episode, we've had um some feedback and there's been quite a bit of, to and throw in especially about the the start of the combat phase you know the sub phase at the start of a phase and and sometimes it's really good if somebody who, who's got a question can come on and ask it and give their own ideas as well and so yeah i think i think there'll be a bit of interest from some of our supporters in doing that so i've not double checked but there might be a way that
2: you can give certain privileges to certain channels as well mm-hmm. so if the four of us were admins and we were recording the podcast in a channel you could have it set that so only admins can speak in that channel and then you could openly let people join that channel as well so you could even have people listening to the podcast in real time yeah Um i don't know how the that twitch would go work for <laughs> yeah almost dangerous. like twitch yeah but um <laughs> that that's always an option as well i don't know how that would work for download we'll have- numbers or whatever but um, but then
0: people had uh, people had just realize how technically inept I am, and and potentially how how steaming drunk occasionally it gets when I can't <laughs> turn off or find a button. <laughs> but so that is, that's uh, maybe
2: dangerous. There's loads of things that you can do though. Um, yeah, so that no, it sounds
0: good. good. And even if uh, we still recorded on Skype um, or through Audacity, um, which is what we use as our uh, editing software, you can you can have sort of like virtual lines in, so we could have. We could be recording directly into it um, and pulling in um, the the audio from Skype and from Discord, or or mm-hmm. whichever way we wanted to do it. So um, I'm sure we can work it out, and uh, and that cuts out some of the stages for conversions <laughs> as well to uh, to MP3s, which when you're based on the iHorse can take a little bit of time. So thanks for that. We'll look forward to that, and we'll give people updates as well. Um, so just. To put things we don't often mention the Patreon side of things, especially not at the beginning of an episode. Um, but just so that people know, um, you can if you if you go on the Patreon website um or there's a link on our uh the Age of Sigma battle reports page. Um the the Patreon um page is there and there's there's some content goes up there. We have uh, polls and things for, for stuff on there. It's not. I mean, there are different levels of support. I mean, I think the lowest, the lowest one, which is to become a member, where you get early access to event tickets and you, um, uh, you'll be able to come onto the the channel and, and join us and stuff. I think it's about two quid a month, um, something like that. So it's not. It's not. Uh, I mean, it's not even the price of a coffee. Um, and then there's there's uh, the the higher support ones, which is uh, our podcast patrons, where. Um, it, it's ten dollars so whatever that works out that's seven pound fifty or something like that um and that's the that when you get um discounts on event tickets early access and then there's discounts on merchandise there's not much merchandise in the little short store at the moment but there will be more coming um and that's great because that helps us to pay for our hosting and whatnot and for these additional things that we'll be um no doubt needing so if we're needing any peripherals or we do want to get into some kind of video um stuff further down the line. So anyway, um give it a look. If you want to join us, um do that. If you if you do the maths, if you're only paying a couple of quid a month, I mean, that's gonna be I mean, you'll get a free event after six months as well. So well, not even six, yeah, six months. You get a free event and you get to use all your models and you'll get some some advice from the master and the current <laughs> rank number one person, and then some some ramblings from me and Scott in the uk i think <laughs> at the moment. well yeah, in the UK. <laughs> yeah it's not saying much i think i'm ninth in the uk at the moment <laughs> Yeah, it's obviously broken <laughs> it is. I've, I've got a oh, sylvan f badge i took the screenshot i've got a silver f badge next to me as best sylvan f player before uh before the big boys started playing in the big tournaments so i'm gonna, I'm gonna check
1: the update and see if it's changed did, did oh, no, Liam.
0: W- Liam Watts is still number one. Watts with is the Liam Watts it's more than
1: one. <laughs> it is what a, a group.
0: <laughs> you collective. are Legion. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. That's uh That's pretty much uh, where we are on. I think the other thing to say was uh, we used to have monthly Patreon prizes and giveaways from our supporters. Uh, unfortunately um our esteemed friends at Patreon gave me a bit of a a rap on the knuckles about that and told me I wasn't allowed to do that anymore so yeah um allegedly or apparently if I was to fully read my terms and conditions we're not allowed to <laughs> we're not <laughs> allowed to that's is it by prize draw or raffle yeah. or giveaway or anything so we'll be mm-hmm. recycling more our um, what they we're doing instead is giving loyalty rewards um so everybody will get something, and some if we do get, yeah, I'll yeah. Win. I might so, win some, some wood picks, some OnlyFans stuff from Liam. Yeah. So we'll we'll be doing um, loyalty rewards for everybody, and then if we are getting anything that's specific to um, uh, to an organisation or company, rather than drawing somebody, we'll donate them as prizes to independent tournaments in the north so um we've been contacted by a fair few folk who we've agreed to to give uh, prize support to so um, we'll recycle those those prizes through that instead so uh that's why we've not had any um prize draws the last couple of months just thought i'd let people know <laughs> although we have been given something as well by um by champions for our champions episode in uh, next week and um, so i'll have to work out a way of getting that to A lucky listener Uh, it won't be a prize draw though so you're not gambling (laughs) (laughs) so there you go Uh, i think that covers our intro so we've got fall of the old world and fall of the old world is a five game event um it's two days uh the round one draw the pairings have been made um, we know our missions now. There was a pool system used. Um, each of the five games have been pre-drawn and as have the realms and the Realmscape feature. So what we thought would be quite good is, um, we'll first of all maybe do our picks on lists. And then what we'll do after that is for those people who are coming along, um, we'll go through each of the rounds and maybe give a little bit of, a uh, advice and tips. We'll go over the spells, um, what the when well, the importance of things like the commands and how the realmscape features can come into play. Um, but before that, we'll we'll uh, we'll hit the lists. So, we'll maybe pick our three favorite each. This doesn't have to be your um, your top three. Uh, if you pick your three favorites, and then after we've gone through everything in terms of the uh, the the realms of battle and the rounds, we'll we'll, we'll predict our podiums. So I'm going to start, who wants to go first? I'll let somebody volunteer because I've got to familiarise myself a little more with the lists because I've not narrowed it down to my three favourite just yet, so I'm going to do that while you while you do your bit. <laughs> who are we starting with? Yeah, I'll go if you want. Go, Scott. So I'm, I've picked three
1: that have jumped out at me as being cool, and I'm sure there may be some power behind them, but I'll leave that uh, quality analysis to, to Liam and Nathan. Um, so, I've picked three that I like the look of and are quite cool. So, first one, I've gone with Sean McKechnie and his Gloom Spike Gits from Gurr, um, but it's a pure spider list. So, it looks very cool. Um, he has Scuttleboss on Gigantic Spider uh, with Monstrous Mount, which I'm not sure what that does, but he's got the artifact Black Fang on it. Uh, and a quick skim of the book tells me that it does. Um, mortal wounds on a six, and if you've already got that, which this gigantic spider does, it adds uh, well, it's d3 mortal wounds on a six, it adds d3 to the result, so I think it becomes one plus d3, so quite nice. Um, he's then got a web spinner shaman on a rock spider, so the first big spider in the list. Um, he's got Totem of the Spider God, which again, looking at the book quickly, is uh, uh, when a friendly spider fang unit is holy within 12 of the bearer its venom ability causes mortal wounds on unmodified fives instead of sixes so quite nice you keep things tight he's got uh lower the spider fangs gift of dust spider god let me see what that does pick one from the model uh, one from the monster within 12 inches you can heal d six wounds oh that's quite nice so that's the leaders he's then got battle line thirty spider riders 10 spider riders 10 spider riders so lots of little scuttling spiders they're very quick um and then his behemoths he's got a couple of skitter strand arachnid rocks now i think they're the ones that sort of teleport in from from beyond from memory so they're, they're just the bear spiders i'm just quickly flicking to the page uh, skitter strand yep ambush from beyond yep so they can drop in so they're quite sneaky and he's got the battalion spider rider skitter swarm, which includes all the little spiders and the uh, the boss on gigantic spider. Um and it adds, I think, plus two to movement. So they're extremely quick. Having already been given a boost, I think, as well. They were I think they got quicker from the previous book. I might, I might be wrong. Anyway, they're movement ten basic, the little ones, so they become movement twelve. So very quick. Um, and what's that? Four drops, so and a command point. So lots of spiders looks cool as Anything and it'll have some nastiness to it as well, I'm sure. So you'll be looking for lots of mortal wounds, and um, yeah, we'll see how that one goes. But I think it looks really cool, Um, and yeah, catches my eye a little bit. I don't think I'd do it myself if I was doing gloom spikes, but it it looks really cool. So that's my first one. Do you want me to go through all three at the same time?
0: Yeah, go on. Why not, eh?
1: Go on then. Right. So that's a destruction one. I picked one from Chaos as well. So let me just quickly skim down the page. So this is, let me get, make sure I get the correct name here, because it's not somebody I'm super familiar with. Uh, quality Radio here. So it's the, it's the Beast of Chaos list. Here we go. Scott Piddy. So this is a new name to me. I don't know. Have you guys heard of
0: Scott? He's Pire? from the Aberdeen store. Is he? Oh, you're a bad yeah. egg. I've picked that one. Oh, have you? Oh, go on. No, you're oh. alright. Go on. <laughs> I'll pick another one. Go on. <laughs>
1: uh, is that the guy from your GW then, is it?
3: Yeah, he won the last one day or event we had here as well.
1: Ah, uh, okay. Cool. Well that's good. He's coming down. So Beast of Chaos, he's the Gave Spawn Great Fray, which is the one that you can pop up loads of little spawns. Um I've never played against this, so I'm not sure how good it'll be. But the cool thing about it is it's all kind of Well, it's kind of corny themed, so he's got the Brass to Spoilers list uh, formation in there. But just looking at the models themselves, that's what kind of jumps out at me as well as being pretty cool. He's got a Doom Bull, so they're always good fun. He's got a Dragon Ogre Shagoth. Um, I think they are obviously a bit better than they were before. Great Bray Shaman. Six Bull Gores, six Bull Gores, three Bull Gores with great axes. Two units, ten Gores, and uh, two single... Cockatrices. So, I have no idea what they do. <laughs> I haven't even looked at the scroll yet. So, uh, that obviously catches your eye when it comes out. And he's got a big Gorgon in there. So, um, looking at the number of drops, it comes down as seven. So, uh, I, I, I thought a lot of that would come under brass to spoilers, but I've not double checked it, to be honest. I think um, it's just
3: the bull and the chat, the hero that does the double.
1: Uh, okay. So, it's not a total filthy low drop army, but. Um I'm guessing the fact that he's he's won something up north. It, there's probably some teeth to this. What do you think, William?
3: Uh I've, the Bullgars are always nasty. I've always uh, li- not liked them playing against them when Ian had them with like the Ren two or the 8 yeah, yeah. two damage and things like that. They are quite tanky.
1: Yeah.
3: I can't remember what Brass Spoilers does for them.
1: I'm just flicking through I'm just flicking through the book. I've got it here. Um Braster Spoilers, here we go. So, martial Ferocity, you can reroll hits of 1 for attacks made by units from this battalion while they're wholly within 9 of another unit from the same battalion. In addition, once per battle in your hero phase, you can choose to unleash the battalion's bestial rage. If you do so, until your next hero phase, you can reroll failed wounds for attacks made by units from this battalion while they're wholly within 9 in from another unit from the same battalion. Blah, blah, blah. And I think
3: and the, the U- Doom Bull gives them plus 1 to wound as well, Z. if I remember it rightly. Or it gives them extra attacks on a wound roll. Of
1: a six, so you gain the corn keyword as well, but that's not really applicable. That's what caught my eye as well, but it's not really a corn list, is it? So, um, yeah, so there we go. But we don't see that many beasts, and we—I haven't seen a Gave spawn list before, so I don't really know what, what it'll do. Probably, I'll probably come against it now, get tanned by it. But here you go. Um, third one I've picked, and I've gone to death. So I've managed to avoid all the Nagash lists because because meh, um. So I've gone for my fellow Flesh eater quartz player, JP. Uh, he's not as fluffy as me because he's gone Gristle Gore. Um, so he's got Go King on Terrorge- Royal Terrorgeist, Go King on Zombie Dragon. So both of these guys have got Mount Traits because he's, he's running a, a Battalion as well. Um, Terrorgeist has got the Gruesome Bite for the reroll hits on the Maw. Um, and the Dragon has got, where are we, Razor clawed. Um, which I can't remember that one does off the top of my head. (coughs) He's got double arch regent, same as myself, so he's looking to get the summoning on quickly. He's got uh, what we're looking at here, a Crip Gas Courtier, and there's battle line. He's got 10 ghouls, 10 ghouls, 10 ghouls. So there, those four units are in the ghoul patrol, so that reduces drops down and gives him extra command point, extra um, artifact, of course. Uh, He's got a corpse cart in there as an ally. which is only 80 points. I think that's an extra... Uh, it boosts your casting, doesn't it, I think?
3: Yeah, but a plus one, you have to cast.
1: Yeah, so uh, that could be useful. Um, and he's got the Chalice, same as myself, Chalice of Ushuran, which is the sort of wound pool spell, which is probably more useful to him than to me, to be honest, but I'm going to try it out anyway. Um, but he's kept it nice and low to 1900, so he's rocking up with three command points um, to start with, which is pretty dangerous in a gristle list. Um if you can get the big birds into people, they'll they'll cause some havoc. But uh, so this is quite an arty list. I, I did say I was picking cool lists as well, but so obviously it's, it's cool because it's flesh eaters. So that's that's my reasoning behind it. Um, so yeah, that's that's my three. I think um, which one will do the best? Probably JP, but um, who knows? It's allowed to kill things. <laughs> you know, that's true. It's, the, <laughs> it's to go all in. Is <laughs> <laughs> it the complete opposite to his night hunt lists? Or... If, in one event, he scored zero VP. That's correct, isn't it? Yeah, I
3: still adds,
2: yeah. I have no idea how he managed that, especially <laughs> now that you have to attack
1: stuff. <laughs> and, and he won a few games as well. I think it was think like he, he won three all. or four. He won
3: three, four games. yeah. <laughs> so it was a
1: five-five game event, and he scored. So zero.
3: it will be a test to him if he can be a, a more aggressive player, because I think yeah, if you're not aggressive with the army, you will probably lose because you'll fall back on scoring because there isn't a lot of models to start with.
1: Uh, no. no it's only 84 wounds um, and ghouls fall to anything as
3: we as we know ourselves they just fall over to any attacks
1: yeah it'll be interesting to see what he's bringing on with his arch regents um, I guess it'll be maybe 20 ghouls and uh, maybe some our gulf maybe yeah you, you, you've got so many options um, I don't yeah. know what he's got painted yet he's
3: so. probably got a full summoning pool to be honest as uh, JP so he's probably prepared for all matchups sort of thing with
1: yeah, yeah. So he's got four summoning models there, so plenty of extra bodies potential. So there we go. That's me. Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. Very good. Well, I'll uh, I'll I'll step in then because uh, I'll I'll help with the transition from from uh, <laughs> from cuddly to to cutting edge.
1: Got link to uh, to Liam.
0: But mine are uh, yeah things that have st- stuck out. Um, I had gone through and, and narrowed it down a bit further. So I had picked the the one with all the big cows, the angry cows, because I do like an angry cow. Um, but my three, my first one I've picked is uh, Graham Davidson's list, which is a, it's a big change for Graham. He's, he's, he's ditched his night on after a while, and he's, he's gone into the Stormcast. Um, and he's taken the Astral Templars there. Um, he's got an Encanter and an Azeros. And castellan an ordinator and a heralda he's got the three fives of libs and he's got six evocators on dracolines which you never see those and i love the models um it's a big point sink into the unit i hope it does all right for him and then he's got the four ballistas and a comet so that um ordinator uh a Zeros, ever um ballista combo is quite nice because they'll be um They'll be re rolling the ones to hit, I think. Or is it plus one to hit? Plus one and to plus hit. Plus one from and, the
3: ordinator, then re-roll. and then re
0: rolling ones from the Azeroth, won't yeah. they? Um so so that'll be really tasty. And if he's got his lines of sight, um that's gonna do some pretty nasty damage, and then that big unit of uh of uh Draca lines can can go in and, and give a bit of a hit. Um I know that you prefer Liam, um, two threes generally to a, a big block of six for the flexibility, would that be right? No. No? Okay. <laughs>
3: i prefer the six. Oh, well, fair play. I'd w- prefer it to be Anvil's hidden hammer foe, that would be my thing so they can pal attack in the hero phase uh, just because I think they'll struggle because he hasn't got much of a bite other than them in combat and um, them but- only getting to attack once in a blue moon they will struggle
0: I think. And what do the Astral Templars do? Are they the big beast hunter ones?
3: Yeah, they get plus one hit against beasts, I think, for a command point.
0: Okay. Well, I think it's uh it's a really nice list and it's uh it's a big change. And yeah, I hope uh I, I hope he does good with that. So my second one is a death one. Um and I have picked a gash one. I've not picked yourself, um, but I've picked oh, Fraser McGuertas just because Picture the names, here we go. <laughs> it's it's just because I mean he's got Nagash and he's got a necromancer uh for the um for the Van Hells likely. But then not only has he got Nagash, he's got sixty Grim Gas Reapers and the portal. So I mean this is just this is just bloody hell. Um granted normally you get the thirty. Um, but I've never seen—I've never, I've never seen somebody with the audacity to take Nagash and two thirties of Grimgasts. and he's got the portal to Hand of Dustia, and he's coming in at nineteen fifty, so he's got the extra command point. So I just think, uh, just because it's—it's it's like uh, it's taking the the machine gun to the knife fight. I think. Well, I mean, I just wanted to say, I think that looking at these lists, we've got thirty-six lists. And I think the competitiveness in the um, the strength of Scottish teams, yeah. it is. It's gone right up there. Um, and I think that this is just, just a, I don't know, a poster boy for the the new the new film. So
1: another, another we'll, new name as well. I don't know that name either. No, an I Aberdeen don't. An Aberdeen
3: player as well. Yeah.
1: Is he? Oh goodness me! Yeah. They're they're back. They're all coming. They're coming. They're multiplying.
0: The wall, the wall is falling. The watts. They're all they're all coming <laughs> it's down it's, of it's all the prodigies, the Sons prodigies. Of <laughs> <laughs> and then my last one um is yourself scott and that's cool. just because it's uh it's fat suck up there we go yeah yeah well i have to do that don't i I have to i have to you know the good to the elders and all uh there's not many elders to me so <laughs> no but but i think uh it's fat, but it's it's uh
1: it's the blister
0: skin it's blister skin and and it's to be fair it is your old your old army and i want to see it doing well so um you you persevered with this for a good year a couple of years ago and i think that it deserves the boost so yeah you've got the um blister skin Uh, you've gone fluffy and took them from heish (laughs) yeah so you've got your uh your ghoul king on terror geist um he has to take the eye of heish doesn't he does
4: um
0: and then he's he's got uh, blood feast and a gruesome bite for the reroll into hit uh, for that all important six to hit for the the six wounds. And you've got two regents um, with the hellish orator. Now, does that one give you immune to? Oh no, it's an extra command point that's on a four the... plus or something, yep. isn't it? Yeah, when it's, if he's on the table each turn, yep. four plus. Uh, so that's right. target priority. People kill that guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you out drop him kill that
0: guy and then there's the infernal court here um you've got a six a six a three and then some some puppies uh for a bit of uh redundancy and a bit of an option and it's the dead watch with the chalice so yeah i hope it does well five drops it's pretty low you're probably gonna gonna be uh using your blistering speed to to ruin people's day who've yeah. you got first Have you got game one I've got Matt and his his goblins so ah that, yeah be, that's right. so
1: I'd, he's going to have a lot of bodies <laughs> yeah a lot of bodies double mangler it'll be interesting um he's got he's got the the loon king as well so I need to swap up on that um mm-hmm. but I, I played one game with it um and I probably won't get another one till next weekend but I played on Wednesday night versus Johnny and his and his jaws so that was a fun game <clears throat> um and I managed to, to win that but it was it was you know it went in my favor he he outdrops me. He was—he's only one drop, was he two drops? I can't remember. But he, you know, he, he sort of dribbled it down a bit, so, but still made sure he went first, um, or had the option to go first. And he—he he went first, and I think he sort of regretted it. He didn't—he didn't really either go all in or hang back. He sort of half committed, and then with my turn, I just rushed up um, and got most most things in. But I was—I uh, <laughs> was hoping to one to, to pop his. Uh, is Maw Crusher turn one? I had, uh, had the six flares in around him, and I got sp- the <clears throat> um, what's it called? The, the Arch Regent spell with the plus d3 attacks. Um, of course, I rolled plus three, so they were they were rocking seven attacks each. Um, yeah. and I had my command point ready to pop some frenzy as well. But this is when the Doppelganger cloak, cloak kicked him and kept him alive for another turn. Uh, uh, but I got him in the end, so um, no, that it's, it's a real it felt like a real power up. Um, which is. Isn't that sort of breaking news? It was obviously that anyway, but it was, it, it definitely is a real power up. Um, and they're very quick, the, the plus two move and blister skin is, is, is brilliant. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to use it. I, I don't know how
0: well I'll do, I don't really mind, but it's it, its great fun to get them back on the table. Yeah, well, good stuff. I'm looking forward to seeing how you get them. So, what about yourself, Liam?
3: My three lists, yeah. Uh, I really like uh, Reese Inglis's uh, Slanesh list, I think that's really. Cool looking with all the Archeon and all his friends, and then the minimum free battle line. Pretty much, uh, if you're if you're not doing mortal wound damage and you're hitting any of the heroes, you're giving him depravity, which he's just going to summon on an army with, uh, which is quite uh, cool, I think. And obviously, he's then getting all he's getting both keepers' command abilities, so he gets Archon to be able to pile attack twice and all these little things. The Chaos Lord of Matic, I don't know if he has a command ability. Uh, nine drops which are probably the only issue like you say he will be struggling there seems to be a lot as Nathan and me have been talking there's been a lot of lists that are sitting about four to six drops at this event and then most Nagash's the well my Nagash is seven and the other ones are eight and up which is I think that's a decimate to the other Nagash list compared to mine is them being higher drops it means that in the mirror match I get the option to pick if I'm being aggressive or not on turn one deployment 'Cause I can just force them to take a turn. Either they don't get anything to do with their magic or they get I, I take first turn. If we're in a realm like Garan or the realm of Shadow last game, I can just set it up that I can do stuff out of their range and then put myself into range to do like hand of dust and things like that. I just hope that I get it. Uh, that's yeah. one of my that's one of my uh lists I like. I like Ross's. He's got Archeon Ross's.
0: as well in there. He story. does have Archeon, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
3: So if you're not killing Archeon, if, if you get Archeon wounded, he's going to get 19 Depravity from Archeon. Jeez. I also like Rosses or Russes. Rosses. And it's uh,
2: not
3: Russes. It's It's an alteration of Russes. Uh, again, it's a, it's a solid list. I played with something similar. I played with a it between its 20 rather than the uh, 30 and 10. Uh, just because obviously I didn't have cogs. Uh want talk people liked... through
0: what it is for those people who've, who've not seen what the lists are. So, who's it's in uh, there? What's in there? Legion of Blood uh, from the realm
3: of Uh It's a Vampire Lord a Zombie Dragon as a general. He has Lance, Chalice, and Shield. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> uh, it has the Order of Dark Majesty trait, which means it's minus one to hit in combat. It's got the Ethereal Amulet as its item. It's got the uh, Pinions as its lore of a Vampire spell. He's got Prince Vordry uh, with Vile Transference. So a Necromancer with Overwhelming Dread. Two units of five Direwolves and a unit of ten Zombies. as uh, Battle Line, a unit of 30 Grimgast, a unit of ten Grimgast, a Mortis Engine and chronomatic Cogs to finish it off. And that's at 1950. Uh, it's just solid power. It hits hard. You're in the Legion, uh, you're in Legion of Blood, so the Vampire Lord hits even better. You've got Prince Vaudry's, uh command ability to use on him. You can obviously bait people into him turn one if they can't kill him. You're then... Can obviously just power him up and he's in the pal attack twice with an extra attack each round. It's really nice. Yeah. Uh, that's that's two lists. And the other one I like but cry at seeing at the same time is David Norval's another death list. He has the Legion of Sacrament. He's from the realm of Gairan. He's got Arkhan in the Black as his general because he has to be because of Sacrament. He's got uh, Amaranth and Orbon him. He's got Prince Vordry again, nicely Prince Vordry on the board, uh, with a Vial Transference. He's got a Vampire Lord on foot with Pinions, and he's got the White King uh, on Steed with Strike as its item. And then, following that, he has three units of 40 Skeletons.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of bodies. Points? It's a lot I, of I bodies. I just wondered about uh, Gaia Strike on a White King, because... It's a White King on Steed, isn't it? So it's not the yeah. one with the Black Axe, which is going to be doing, Um, because Strike then would mean that... <laughs> he doesn't agree either. He doesn't think Gurstrike's option no. either. I just <laughs> think that, uh, yeah, maybe, because it's only ever going to do, I suppose it'll be doing D3 wounds instead of uh, Um, one normal wound when it wounds on a six. But even yeah. so, there's just not enough i don't think... i would have
3: i would have went for if it was me i would' have went for heish and took the uh the arch- uh, the brooch, brooch just because he's gonna be popping commandably it's like it's nothing no. on earth a vampire lord of foot and a white king on foot that's uh plus two attacks onto unit skeletons
0: yeah. if and you've got a hundred and twenty the buggers so yeah. no that, i think that uh it is a nice list but it, only it's only an issue saw... as well
3: as it could be it's quite slow yeah it's only movement four if you start them on the board. You could obviously just put things in the graves, but if your opponent's fast enough and they can cover them, you're obviously behind a little. Yeah, uh, there. But it looks so. solid. It looks fun.
0: Yeah, it's a good one. So about yourself, Nathan, what are your uh, what are your three picks?
2: Well, I was gonna pick Ross's so that I could pick three lists that I wrote. But <laughs> <laughs> um, now, like, I want to start with Andrew Stephen, the other Deepkin. Player, or one of the other Deepkin players it doesn't look cutting edge there's a couple of places that you can probably improve the list but it's a really cool list when you break down the command and the artifacts and what the formation does so it's a Soul Render General with the Lord of Storm and Sea and Leandra's Last Lament artifact he's then got another Soul Render uh, Tidecaster with the Coral Ring and the Freezing Mist spell which you're forced to take in the Enclave that he's got, which is Morphan. Uh, he's then got an Achillean King, two units of 20 Thralls, two units of 10 Reavers, a unit of three alapexes, which are the Sharks. Yes. And then he's got Nmartre corpse and three Endless Spells, Chronomatic Cogs, Soul Snare Shackles and Quicksilver Swords. Um, so the thing that stands out to everybody as the unit of three Alapexes. Um, it's maybe actually a smarter choice than it first appears as well. Like the way that the whole army is set up to work is that it's to be a battleshock immune or really high bravery army. So, so what, does, uh, what does Morphin give you? I'll just double check, but I've got a funny feeling it's the um I think it gives back additional bodies for the Namarty corpse. Um, when a Morphan Soul Render uses their Lure Light, add three to the number of models that are returned. So, That's essentially, six. In, in in your battle shot, well, it's it's six for the Soul Render. Yeah. That is in the the formation. So you've got one Soul Render in the formation, and then the four units of the Mari. So his D three instantly becomes three. Then you add three to it, and then you add however many models he slays with his hook. And that's how many models you return to the unit. Okay. So he could have 6 plus 4. So he could get 10 maximum with one soul render. And then the other one could also do 10 if you rolled a 3 on the, the D3. Mm-hmm. So you could pump those units right back up. Uh, Lord of D's is add to the um, bravery characteristic of all models wholly within 12 of that model. And then the Leandra's Last Lament is... Uh, once per game, you can pop the artifact and everything wholly within 18 as Battleshock immune. So what he's trying to do, and I think that's the reason he's put the soul render as the general, is that he's going to have this one bubble around him where the bravery is increased, so that he's not losing. Because the bravery is only 6 for these models. When it comes to Battleshock, they probably are going to lose quite a lot. But then in his Battleshock phase, he can add potentially 10 with each soul render back into the Back into the units, but just I think it's quite cool. And the Alapexes, their bravery seven, so he needs to lose two before he's got a chance of losing the third one anyway.
4: Mm-hmm. So they
2: can almost go off and do their own thing. Couplet, I think it's close to being a really clever list. I think the Achillean King, the only thing that it's bringing is it's given reroll ones to hit to the Alapexes. It's not the general, so it can't give plus one attack. And it's a bigger base, so it might have been better to have that as the general with the Lord of Storm and Seas, and he could have still had the artifact if he wanted on the Soul Render. Um, but yeah, it's really close to a cool list, and uh, I think that it'll still do well if he knows how to play it and he knows what he's doing with it. I think he'll he'll still do well with it. So that's the first one. that I, want, I just wanted to draw attention to that, because it looks like he doesn't know what he's doing, just when <laughs> you look at it, because there's no eels. But it's actually quite a clever list. Um, that's really cool, see. The other one is, I'm surprised it's not been picked yet, but John Bayliss, the champion of last year. I'm just looking for it on the the list. How far down is it, or how far up?
1: I'm just scrolling through as well. It'll be page 26.
2: Page 26. So he's got the Skaven filth. Um, So he's from of Shaiish. He's got the Vermin Lord Warps here with the Ethereal Amulet. So he's got a four up Ethereal save that he can re roll. And then he gets his five up uh Vermin Lord save as well. Thankful and Bone Ripper with the leap spell. He's then got a Master Moulder, Warlock Bombardier, and the Vermin Lord Corruptor, which is the one with the spell where you pick a unit within 13, roll a dice for every model in it, and on a four up it does a Mortal Wound. So he's got a really good way of clearing big units. Three units of twenty clan rats as his battle line. Help, abomination. Warp lightning cannon. Warp lightning vortex. And snow Stair shackles. So this is like the ratatouille with the the mouse trap. They're calling it, which is the the warp lightning vortex. So,
1: so could, you... I ex- explain that because it's, it's come up loads of times. So if the v-
2: the vortex is filthy. It's this, It's priced the same as the comet, and it's a lot Much better more than powerful, the comet. Yeah. yeah. So you put one of them down within 26 inches and then the other two need to be within seven inches of each other. So it's going to form a triangle. Okay, So all three of them need to be within seven inches of each other. Um, if you have any any enemy models that are within six inches of any of the vortex at when it's placed and at the end of each movement phase, you roll a dice and on a four up it does a uh, d3 mortal wounds and on a natural six it does d6 but you add one to the roll for each of the vortex models that is within six inches of a unit so if there is a unit that's within six inches of all three it's on a two up and then on a so on a two up that model takes d3 mortal wounds then it takes d6 on a roll of a six so you place them you roll a dice for everything that's affected then in your movement phase you roll a dice for everything that's affected then, if you went second, uh, I don't think you roll in between rounds for this one, do you, Liam?
3: No, it's just no. on the end of movement phases. So Oops. then it would,
2: it would go to the next person's movement phase, and you would roll again. And then in your phase, it would roll again. Like it, it's just got the potential to do an
1: explosive amount of damage. So can that be twice? You're... Twice in the turn? In, in the turn that it's cast in? In the turn yes, it's it down yeah.
2: definitely yeah. twice because Oof. it's the when it's placed and in your movement phase immediately after.
3: Right. So and if you're not. Fast enough to if you're not faster than six inches because you can't run, you can't get away from it.
2: Yeah, you can't run or fly if you start your movement phase within six inches.
3: Yeah, so if you start a move, so even like your charges and that, yeah,
2: so things like eels and stuff that move 14 should be able to get away from it when you get an opportunity to move, but anything else, like even thralls. They don't have a high enough movement to get away at six inches. Um, Yeah, really, really clever spell. But I think it's probably, like we were talking, it's probably going to be the first spell to go above 100 points because (laughs) it is a little bit too good, I think, for 100 points. It is in every single Skaven list. I've not seen one without it. It's cast on an eight. That's meant to be the way to police it. But then you've got Master of Magic, which is plus one to cast. And then you've
1: rolled now as well. Plus so it's two going to be cast, hard to spell it isn't it
2: well yes yeah, it's, it's going <laughs> to be really hard to get rid of it which is a thing like i think when you place it you need to place it somewhere where you don't mind it being stuck there for the full game um because you need to roll a natural roll of a nine yeah. to get rid of it and i don't think they've got any way in the book to buff that unbind roll
1: there's items i think because it's the same as flesh eaters there's there's, there's items or traits that do it
2: Right, okay, if the, they've they got can, that. I know that the Flesh Eaters have that in their book, but I wasn't yeah. sure if they've got one in, in their own book as well.
1: Yeah, there definitely is.
2: It's very reliable to get out with the plus two to cast or the roll 3d6 and then add two to the highest 2d6 that are in it or something. I'm not sure how we've fallen on that FAQ, but I think that's how it works. What for? The, the I think that the arcane doesn't modify the roll or, like,
3: no, nothing does on the 3D6, but you don't, you just spend, just with uh, with Danko he's at plus three. If he's from within range arcane. of arcane,
2: yeah.
3: But he's always in range of arcane, because you're always going to put hole in your deployment.
2: Well, yeah, he's always going to be within range of arcane if you put him near arcane. You've got, you've got
3: <laughs> arcane that you can play. Like, no, it's, it's, but you have promised arcane. It's not like yeah. a, if there's arcane on the board, like most armies had the problem of, he's yeah, just, it's. Yeah. I'm, I've got arcane.
2: He's got the bombardier as well that can soup up the warp lightning cannon, which is a really high potential of mortal wounds
1: as well. So the best trap, just finish that. Sorry, that was the combo with with shackles
2: as well. That's well, it is a combo with shackles. You don't necessarily need shackles, but shackles has the ability to slow models that start their movement. Like I think you roll a dice for each model. Plus it's it's half, yeah. Yeah, it's half, and then a six it does d three mortal wounds again or something. So yeah, (laughs) like the, the amount of mortal wounds that this army can do is nuts. Help! Abomination is really good at dealing with hordes, and it can be a pain to get rid of as well. And then Thangul's really good at dealing with hordes. What do we see a lot of in the list? Uh, I know, like I know. That is
1: hordes. So, do, we, do, we, do we know what John's planning on his thankful Two and two, or three and one, or something? I think he's all four. I think. Is he the, all four?
2: <laughs> I think everybody's just doing all four with Thankful that... because you still get the attacks with the the crushing blows in combat.
3: Is four not
1: just overkill though? Well, well no it
3: just kills anything is, I, I played against it this weekend It just deleted, it. I deleted my but army. But
1: does 3 not kill
2: everything? Well if everything's bunched up And you get to roll the dice for every model in the unit 3 probably does But often you'll see units strung out a little bit So you only roll the dice for the models that are in range Yeah. So for those instances Where you might only have 10 out of the 30 in range It's better to roll the 4 dice than the 3 I, I just think the 4 is the way to to go with it at the moment three and one is maybe not like you're not playing to what the model strength is the model strength is it's shooting and it's ability to cast magic
0: so for those people that don't know these are the warp fire where for each warp fire projector you've got um you choose a unit within well within range and for every model in that unit within eight inches you roll the dice and on a four plus um takes a mortal wound yes that's right isn't it so if you're
2: within so, range of a unit, 20 sequiturs you roll 80 dice and on a four up you do a mortal wound which yeah. is on average enough to kill the unit
0: that's if you have all four warp fire projectors yes, because um because stanquel can choose to be either equipped with projectors or something else um so that's what the debate is but if you've got all four and you've got one unit that you definitely want dead um then that's it yeah you 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 go in because you're going to, on average, delete half of a unit with, um, but you're going to, if the if the multi-wound models, I don't suppose you will, but you're going to do, um, in a unit of 20, you're going to, on average, do 10 wounds. But then, if you've got two, you're going to do 20 because you don't roll the second ones after you've removed the first lot of models. So yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't decrease. So for each projector you've got, uh, you're going to do, on average, 50% um of, of the number of uh of models in mortal wounds so yeah it's it's pretty devastating for low wound hordes so yeah it's good it's a I'd cool like monster to see it against Clan and... rats maybe yeah. good against clan rats just seeing him take out <laughs> huge well, I, think, Grimcast, I think he's maybe
2: went Grimcast, a little yeah. bit too all in on the dealing with hordes i think he's maybe overcommitted to killing hordes i don't maybe unintentionally um, like the vermin lord Corruptor is good even if it's not killing hordes let's be yeah. honest but yeah. like um, the warp, warp lightning cannons are boss Um, he's going to do well I think he's one of the ones that definitely has the potential to win it, it's got a lot of moving parts it's a new book, not a lot of people know what yeah. it does yet so yeah
0: yeah I think a lot yeah. of people are going to be looking at my wild woods with envious eyes when they're facing. Like <laughs> because you you want the line of sight blocking and you want to be able to um,
3: yeah.
0: camp with Again, ha-
3: most of his damage doesn't come from shooting. So,
0: no, yeah. it's magic. I'm still and... going to hide in the wood. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah, but it's but, uh... fall of your army it really suffers against mortals, so it'd just be dead.
0: Well, yeah, I suppose so long as they don't need line of sight. Yeah.
3: Well, the Warp Storm doesn't and Shackles doesn't, and that just means you can't really move. Warp Fire
2: I'll... doesn't either, does it? Because the models don't need to be visible to it. You just pick, the, you just, just roll pick... dice for the number of models you need that to see are in one model.
3: Yeah. So you need one model to see, and then you can shoot the rest there. And it's like... uh,
2: the last list that I've picked is another contender, Lee Martin, bringing his Daughters of Cain back out. So he has finally gone to Hagnar and Cauldron Guard. He hadn't played that before, had he? He was playing yeah. the Slaughter Trip, wasn't he? So, um, That is Slaughter Queen on Cauldron of Blood as his general with Devoted Disciples, which is the five-up save. And then he's got the Iron Circlet, which I'm pretty sure is the Reroll Prayer.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah, He's then got the Blessing of Cain, Catechism of Murder on another Hag Queen, and Martyr's Sacrifice on another uh, Hag Queen. So he's got a total of two Hag Queens and the Slaughter Queen. Marathi with Steed of Shadows spell, um, he, because he's got a blood Rack Medusa that you can take Mindraiser on. Shadowstone again is the reroll spellcast or something that modifies spellcasting in some way, which is why I think you give the Mindraiser to the Medusa so that you mm-hmm. can get the mind you can get mind off more reliably than if you had it on Marathi. I think it's plus one, isn't it? Is, is it plus one? I know it does something to to buff the casting.
3: It's reroll yeah. ones, and then it's plus one ones. shadow one.
2: spells. That's right, okay. Uh, unit 30, <laughs> a unit of
3: 30...
2: Megan's A unit of 30 with elves with the uh, sacrificial knives and the bladed bucklers, so that's probably going to be a unit he uses for screening. Uh unit 30 with paired sacrificial knives, a unit of 10 to fill out the battle line and the formation, and then he's got two units of five life takers, which are the melee canari um models and then cauldron guard to lower his drops. so he's coming in at six drops 1990 points and he's only got the the one command point from having the formation really good army and he knows what he's doing with it and the sad thing is is that he was taking slanesh and because he, he had the models he really likes the models but i think he felt as if he was getting a bit complacent playing daughters of Cain. And he was having too many games where he just instantly knew that he'd won, so he was maybe slacking a little bit. And he still did really good to finish. <laughs> so uh I think that he's gonna be taking names, to be honest, on this list. I think I think that he can go five and oh as well.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting those top tables on the last couple of games. Yeah. Who's who's league got game one? Uh I think he's got like Scott Perry. Isn't
3: it?
2: Yeah, Scott Perry.
3: It's the okay. uh, the list that Scott talked
0: about. Yeah,
2: the beasts of chaos.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a tricky one for them, I think. Game one, Lee knows what he's doing, and that's a pretty pretty hefty list.
2: Yeah, John okay. Bayless has Shane Kingston as well. does
0: he? Oh, Shane.
2: Arkney. Yeah,
0: yeah. Shane was asking, and uh, I think uh, yeah. So he's got the is it the multitudinous host? Is is taking mm-hmm. Shane? Yes. So he's, uh, yeah, I think he's he's in for a <laughs> tough yet fast game. He doesn't have
2: a lot to change.
0: No, I keep telling like him. It to depends get a on his cock. destiny dice. Yeah, he needs a big cock we'll deal with the, him, the magic. We've all been saying it, and yeah, he's 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 reluctant to to get his hands on on one. So, <laughs> so yeah, he's. Is uh, he scared? <laughs> it must be. Yeah, uh, I keep,
3: keep going, going back to, to get, the other issues. Sorry, on the Warp Storm is the issues that it can also be cast out of unbind range. Yeah, Again, it's another spell that does that, which is really annoying.
2: You can uh, force it back, though. Like, if you had a Lord of Change 24 inches away from the spellcaster or, like, from the enemy's deployment, then they would need to go to 30 inches away, which means if it's placed at 26 inches, he's not going to have as many of them within 6 inches in the first movement phase.
3: Well, so there is... is the first one set uh the first one's placed within that and then the other two go yeah. seven forward.
2: So it's not possible. So it's still to that get three of them. But if you've got Zeench with a forty eight inch range unbound, then the it, it changes all of a sudden. Like I, you might even have a Demon General. What what um
3: He does the What command trait
2: did he take? Where's his list? Shane's Because if he took the forty eight inch unbind and he's got the Destiny dice to stop it. I still think that the power in his list is the ability to kill hordes, and that's what and his Host does. <laughs> so, <laughs>
3: logical supremacy. Yeah.
2: yeah, so he does. Yeah, he's got he's got the unbound range. Um, yeah, but I think, I, endul- think
0: <laughs> uh, I think uh, Shane will enjoy it. He'll learn a lot, and John's a great guy. But um, I think that there's a bit of a mismatch there in terms of yeah. um, the lists, and, it's and more Shane will be so the much... first to accept that.
3: If he loses the two heroes, then he can't summon either. That's the big thing.
0: Yeah, but we have been we have been encouraging him to. I'd I'd go K- Kairos me. I think. Uh, I well,
2: think he's already he's, got his eyes on something else. I saw on he Twitter has. that he said that he wouldn't paint fangs and.
0: No, I know he's he's um he's 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 like gonna... uh, Scott is a hobby butterfly. In the yeah, he's I'm going a... to have some of the weekend find
2: out what it is. I need to. Well, know. what
0: hopefully he'll um he'll just go in to the uh well he's he's trying to do it for northern invasion but it'd be pretty good if he joined us for the uh he's uh he's already one of our one of our patrons obviously but he'll uh it'd be yeah, good yeah. if he joined us for the um uh for the slow growth because grow. yeah. I, th- I think the fact that we did a one up here spadge organized a few years ago and it was really good it got about seven people with a two thousand point army it was back in back in eighth edition and um and I think uh, just doing that it encourages people, especially when you see other people doing it, and it's in manageable chunks. If you give yourself um, six months plus the initial five hundred points, most people can do that and do it to a, a comfortable standard. So,
2: yeah, you put it on the internet as well. You're probably more inclined to to go and do
0: it as well. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, no. Uh, Shane's Shane's got a lot. He he comes and goes through different different ones, like most of us do, but um. Yeah, I think he's he's fixed on something at the moment, but he's probably already got his uh his heart set on the project after the next one. So, uh, well, good luck to him. Okay, so that's us through the lists. So what we're gonna do is quickly go through um, uh, go through the the five rounds. So this is um, more for the the people who are coming along this week, but listening. Um, there'll be a what we're gonna do is I'm gonna um, myself. Go through the uh, commandability and Realmscape feature. Uh, Scott's going to talk us through the spells for the realm, and then Nathan and Liam are going to talk us through the tactics for the scenarios. Um, so we're not going to dwell too long on there because we're trying to keep this a, a short episode. Um, so our first round, our first round has been drawn, and it is focal points in the realm of Shaish with the feature of the Aether Shock earthquake. So, um Shais, I am going to look, as I say, at the commandability and realmscape feature. So the Aether Shock, Earthquake. Oh, the Aether Shock Afterquake. Aftershock, Oh my Christ. <laughs> Aetherquake Aftershock. So as the battle begins, a thunderous aftershock of etheric energy rolls across this land, filling sorcerers with deathly magical energy. So we get plus one to our casting. Um which is nice. That's just across the board to everybody. Um, nobody in, no, no particular alliance is being singled out as we'll see with some of the later um, uh, Realmscape results. Oh, ha, ha, ha. So, it's going to be a mild game this. Yeah, so Mad. plus one. Oh, my god. So that's quite nice for me because I've, just thinking about, because I've got um, Harvest Boon as well, so I'm a flat plus two to cast in. Game one, which is nice. Um, the realm command, uh, there are two for Shaish. So we have Honor the Dead, which uh I'm gonna I'm gonna talk the flop. So the dead are honored by uh, the living, ending the lives of their remaining foes. So you can use this command ability at the start of any combat phase. If you do, pick a friendly unit which is within three inches of a friendly hero or twelve of your general and roll a dice. If the roll's less than the number of models that have been slain from the unit, you get one to the tax characteristic. So, um, what you're in effect doing is is the old um, uh, vampire lord and the lord of bones from a white king. It's costing you a, a command ability, but you're needing to roll that dice. So, you're not really wanting to do that if, um, if you've lost less than... Well, ideally, you'll have lost seven models or more so it's good for hordes so you those units of 40 skeletons we talked about earlier could potentially if the command points were there beyond plus three attacks with van hells so um you'd be looking at a significant number of dice being rolled you might even need to invest in a dice app um but what we've what we've got is if you've only lost two or three would you really spend a command point trying to do that yeah which I I certainly wouldn't Um, in terms of the other one this is one where there's two uh, command abilities so the soul force sacrifice the general can siphon soul force from their minions to extend their life this is a really a really good one and especially if you've got a a behemoth or somebody with a lot of um, of wounds as your general so you can use this command ability at the start of your hero phase and if you do you pick a friendly unit within three of your general Allocate any number of wounds to that unit, and then you can heal a wound basically for each one that you allocate. So you need to have your general babysat by something if he's a big model. I mean, Nagash is gonna love this if he's got a if he's got a big horde of something in front of him. And then yeah. he can just uh suck. Yeah,
4: and he just sucks a lot. Seven,
0: he ta- <laughs> Yeah, he does. He just sucks them right. <laughs> so he'll take seven skeletons away, and he'll heal seven, and then he'll probably just heal them with his um uh with his deathless minions anyway. So Nagash gets really, really powerful um in in the realm of death, as you'd imagine. So that's from me. So Scott, do you want to talk us through the spells? There's one mm. there's one um realm sphere magic of, which is the Paul of Doom. Um which is in the core book, and then there's obviously the, the malign sorcery one. So I'll yep. over to you. Yep.
1: So we well, mentioned Paul of Doom, we'll start there. So this is on the the Realm of Battle page with the, with the features. So this is this is quite nice. I've got my on this one. Um, Pull of Doom, casting value of 6. Pick a unit with an 18. Enemy unit with an 18 that's visible. Subtract 2 from Bravery until the next hero phase. So that's that could be comboed with some things. I'm looking at my flares. Um, looking at the Spells of Shayish page. Uh, there's 6 to choose from. Um, They're actually... Most of them are pretty good. But I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll pick 3 um that kind of jump out straight away so you've got knight's touch um it's quite high casting value but you've got the plus one um native to this this realm um in this battle so it's, it's you know it's worth trying um it's quite short range but it's uh six inches you pick a friendly unit within six inches of the caster that is visible and they basically become ethereal so you ignore modifiers when making save rolls so that can be that can be handy um the next one, uh, it, now this could be very useful, um, particularly maybe in this in this game as well, Soul Shroud. Um, it's low casting, casting value of 6, so quite easy to cast. Um, pick a friendly unit within 12 of the caster that is visible to them. The unit is not affected by any other spells into your next hero phase, so this could be a useful
2: Yeah, I'm relying insurance on that. I've got a <laughs> game one. I need that to go off.
1: <laughs> yeah. Useful insurance policy. Plus, you you know, if you're up against Nagash, this this might keep your uh, your uh, centerpiece model alive and away from getting tickled with a handle hand of dust. So could be useful. Um and the last one I'll pick is unnatural darkness. So this is one that I think most people try and cast as well. Um again, reasonably cast on a six so it's on a five in this game pick a friendly unit within 12 that is visible subtract one to hit from attacks that target that unit until your next hero phase so very useful um there's a, a nice debuff to to uh, protect a unit so yeah there's plenty of spells you could talk about all six to be honest or um, well, all seven Um so there's, there, there's there's lots to choose from
0: game one I will just keep it to the highlights uh, in yeah. the interest of brevity, but no, I think that, as you say, there's... Especially when everybody's getting plus one to cast. I know. Nobody's there to dispel, so... Well, there's do going you to be even a, need to a roll dice?
2: Spell. Plus um. four? Do you even need to roll dice to cast spells? They're <laughs> <Or laughs> cast on a six? Is there any point? Who?
3: Yeah, like you have yeah. to see if your opponent unbinds. Once my opponent runs out of unbind rolls, so I'll just not roll dice. okay. yeah. <laughs> So hilarious. have you got
0: any, any specific tactics for the Focal Points mission um, to share with folk? Go on. Um, hit us hold it, your uh... opponent
3: back. It's, it's about pinning your opponent in their deployment. So if you're able to go first, you can pin them in their deployment zone. And if you can rack up the nine first two turns, if you're lucky, then it's a hard game to catch up with because it means that they have to properly get out of their deployment zone, which again, if, for some armies here you saw have like skeletons as their top movement. It's only four inch movement, or there's some like armies that are six, like the Skaven armies with the Warp Storm. They'll just hold people back. Holding the to center run. is
2: really important.
3: Yeah, if you take
2: the center, you almost reduce the battle down to a four by four. Yeah, in the sense that like everything is within eighteen inches of that center. So yeah, it's a it's a really tight battle plan, but I think it does reward who goes first.
1: So. You, you don't need to go for all four or all five, do you? Because you can get the, the sweet spot, the, the the two opposing of the diamond, that gives you the plus three, doesn't it? Um, you
3: go, I, I, I go for four. So you go for the middle, the two sides, which are on the short end, and then you go for the one that's pretty much in your deployment zone. And
1: yeah. that means, as and long as di- you have a
3: lot of bodies, you're not going to...
1: And it's a diagonal deployment, this one, isn't it? And it's... Yeah. And, 18 and you, apart. And you start, yeah, yeah. You start quite close. It's... Um... <sighs> If if you can get
2: all five, like this is this is the thing, right? Somebody's going to know that they're going first, or they've yeah. got the potential to go first. So, do you deploy to protect those objectives, or do you deploy defensively in order to like not lose too much to getting hit turn one? But if so if last... you deploy defensively, yeah. then you might as well take all five. Um, I don't know.
3: If you deploy I... too defensive, then you might be if your army is too slow, or your opponent can hold you in. You might never make it to the objectives. You'd have to retreat, which a lot of armies retreating and not doing anything for a turn.
2: If you think about it, if they deploy Uh, defensively and you take all five, then the only objectives that are easily within reach are the two closest to your deployment zone. So you're going to be looking at the end of turn one being 9-2. So you're seven points behind. Depending on how priority goes turn two, it could be really hard to catch up. And claw that back
3: yeah yeah that's what i mean yeah because if they get the nine for me again that's 18 two and if you're still in your deployment zone you're only getting the four the two again that's what 18 four yeah and if you just can't flying units are quite important feel, with this, because being able to retreat over your opponent is quite a yeah key thing or having the ability to redeploy
2: so yeah i think it favors aggressive playstyles. i've played it a few mm-hmm. times now
3: yeah um, it does yeah
2: it's a it's, it's a good mission. We've we've not seen it since Tempest, have we? Tempest. We played, it, and that's the game me and you played, Liam. Yeah. Um. Can't remember what the realm was, but it wasn't Shai. With Shaman. Yeah.
3: Uh, I definitely fun... feel it's it's a it's one of those missions that relies on, like you say, speed. If you're able to like like you say, if you're able to dominate with bodies as well, if you can just hold your opponent in, like with I mean, the Battle Shock units or take off most of their models it's a it's it is this is one of the the best missions for it's a models game if you have more models you normally win throughout if you don't get Alfred, if you get Alfred and get pinned in your deployment you're losing half your bodies every turn you won't catch up because you you're stuck and that's why i was saying like with like john bayless plays uh shane shane all right shane's got the bodies but he has no movement. Everything moves pretty much, what, five and under, except from the heroes. And they can't run, half once the warp storm goes down. And then if you're half movement, you're, what, movement two and can't run, or movement two and a half, sorry, and can't run. It's quite big.
0: It's going to be <laughs> tricky. Okay, well, there's plenty left for people to, uh, to digest and, and think about. I think, as you say, there's it's going first is key and then being able to defend yourself against the counter charge um is going to be important so our game 2 is scorched earth and that's in the realm of gairan with the feature seeds of hope so um first of all um the seeds of hope so this is another six that's been rolled on a chart so, even though much of the realm of life has been overrun by Nurgle's legions, new hope and new life is always ready to emerge. So, basically, if a battle shock roll is an unmodified one, no models from a unit will flee. And in addition to that, um, you heal all wounds that are currently allocated to the unit. So, that's not respawning dead models. But if you've got multi wound things, if you've got something like Dracoff, dracoths or i don't or know bang cav or layers. um then if they roll the one um if you've got a, an injured one it's gonna it's gonna pop back up to full um so so that's that's pretty key um so that's that um the realm command is command the land in the realm of life even the landscape can be bent to your will so this really um, means I'm going to re- read the Realmscape um, spell because what this does is that if you're a hero, um, even if you're not a wizard, you can cast the the Shield of Thorns um, and that can be in addition to if it's already been attempted. So the Shield of Thorns is basically at the wizard's command, crawling, brambles, burst from the ground, forming a living barrier around the allies. So it's a casting value of five, um, and you pick a friendly unit within 18 inches of the caster that's visible to them. Until the next hero phase, enemy, any enemy unit that finishes a charge move within three inch of the unit you picked suffers D3 mortals. Um, so so that can be quite useful, especially if you're trying to to hold ground. Um, and this is scorched earth, but have you got any uh, standout, standout spells there, Scott?
3: Sorry to be... To, uh, but in the controversial thing... The, spell, the command ability says it happens at the end of the phase. Does your opponent still get the option to unbind? Because it happens after all in phase hero phase abilities.
0: Uh, I think so. If you've still got unbind left, it's still a casting attempt, isn't
3: it? It's the it argument not? of the sub phases, isn't it? Because it's like uh, they talk about at the end of the movement phase when you come on, you can't move after it. because obviously it's at a point where the normal phase stuff isn't done.
2: Another thing that just came to mind as well, is there any reason why you can't cast this spell on the same unit more than once? No. So you could, like,
1: cast it on a unit three times, and then if they get
2: charged, they take 3d3 mortal
1: wins. Mm -hmm. Interesting. It's kind of cool.
3: That was just a random musing of what I've read as well. It says it's...
1: Aye, but you're still casting and a cast's got a built-in You know Dispel to it
2: Let's not get into the debate of sub-phases No, no, again. no, no, <laughs> no, no right now no, no, no. No, no. No,
1: no, no. Anyway, one for Kev <laughs>
0: Yeah <laughs> I'd say, for, for the sake of ease We should say yeah, they've still got one left But yeah, I can see where You, you could be um, You could be Making an argument for not But let's hope everybody just says yeah Okay,
1: so spells? Okay, so spells. Um, so there's three... I'll, I'll be quick with on this one. There's three that have got... that are kind of pick a point in the battlefield and it does various combinations of D3 mortal wounds or whatever, um, or single mortal wounds for various criteria. So they're, they're they're one of the sort of themes of this bit of Gairan spells. But I think the standout one's Mirror Pool. Um, casting value of six. six. If successful, remove the caster from the battlefield and set them up anywhere within 18 inches of their previous position, more than nine from enemy models. So... <clears throat> a nice wee teleport spell, quite low casting value. Um, Scorched Earth, maybe not quite so useful, but I suppose you can target uh you can target a an objective to me burn. Um, so yeah, pretty useful. Um, realm Blood as well. It's, it's quite high casting value, casting value of seven, but it's a nice little D three wounds to heal to yourself as well. So <clears throat> being the realm of life and all that. So yeah, a couple of useful ones.
0: Okay, so scorched earth tactics, folks.
3: What do you think?
2: I've actually not played this in a long
0: time. I need Don't to try and get burn this. them. The Don't. turn
3: you go on them is my thing. Like,
0: yeah, because you can't burn. Otherwise them Otherwise, turn one. That's been FAQ. You can't doesn't burn it? Them
3: turn one. That, that didn't really matter anyway. I never, it was only a problem for like two or three lists that could do it. It's more the if you can get onto the objective turn one. And you burn it your opponents just gonna ignore that unit then if the unit's not fast and you've just like deep struck with say retributors or something like 10 retributors you grab the objective and you burn it and get d3 if you only got one or two out of that you've obviously lost the chance of getting more out of that objective but when you burn it your opponent then has no reason to go target that unit they only move four inches like four inches plus a run it depends
2: on the target, though, doesn't it? Like if I send nine heels across the table and charge and that's, that's delete what I'm saying.
3: everything, yeah, nine heels is different than and yeah. That, but most infantry, you could just ignore them, ignore them because they, obviously they're not going to reach your other objectives, or you could just create a wall that they're not going to get through. Because most like units that focal drop in alpha with them don't have fly or that, except like night haunt and that. But or stormcast units.
2: could have a vexilar; they could teleport that unit no matter where it is on the table um like that I, I think that burning the objectives like you sometimes do want to do it as a defensive tool because like you say like they're going to be dissing like it, it it's not they're not going to get as much reward out of tagging that unit in combat to stop them from going somewhere else because there's no objective there so you can put you in a powerful position as the person burning the objective to like force them to deal with that big part of your army um being in Realm of Life as well, like just think about all these Skaven armies, like Skitterleap, then you've got Mirror Pool, yep. and then you've got access holes. to your Knoth You can get all your wizards in range turn one easily. <laughs> um, Nagash, put him nine inches away and then just blast eight spe- seven spells into your opponent. Um, yeah, and no, I think that it's this Realm, Realm of Life or realm of shadow is probably one of the most complex realms to get on an aggressive map like this like scorched earth where you want to like you can't burn your own objectives like you can in the total what's it called the better part of valor yeah so you can only defend your own ones Mm
0: -hmm.
2: it's an interesting one i need to play it i've not played in a long time
0: it's a tricky one because, like you've just said there, there's you've got three of your own to defend. Yeah. And then there's three potential ones that you've got to go for. So you need some staunch units to to hold what you've got, um, or you have to just accept that one's going. But then you also need some that's fast enough, strong enough to clear off your opponent's objectives. So mm. when you're deploying, you've really got to be mindful of, of what your opponent's doing. It's not one of those where you can just uh just stick everything in one place and, and hope for the best especially if you can't fly in things um some of these armies are innately slow as you've as you've said there uh earlier uh, liam so having a, it might take two or three turns to get up the board for some of these armies um and at the same time you've got to be thinking well if i'm if i'm moving all this up the board what's what's stopping people dropping in behind me and just burning my stuff so I think it's a uh, yeah, it's a very. It's, complicated... ha- it's I would say
3: it's hard to drop behind people in this one because obviously because it's twelve inch on objectives and you're only you're twenty four apart. You could just deploy your your bat, your battle line tax units or something. You just blow the, the back of the six inch bubble, and then obviously they can't get behind you. And if you spread that units out enough, they obviously yeah. they need like you need like a a twenty 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 one twenty two inch bubble that you can fit in because obviously you need to be nine apart each side so obviously
2: you're only that's... 18 inches apart in scorched earth Are you? Yeah.
3: oh yeah well, changed.
2: and the objective's 12 inches forward so you can deploy in front of your objective um which I, the last time i played this was at agom last year and yeah we played it wrong like we played it that it was 12 inches on so that we were Deployed on the objective, mm-hmm. so you've if you've got defensive units, you have the ability to deploy in front of it to stop your opponent getting onto it uh, to score the points, or if you don't, you can deploy six inches behind in order to increase your opponent's uh, threat range yeah. to to stay out of range of it. But no, it's eighteen inches apart is incredibly aggressive now, like. Miles can move twenty inches and then charge with a plus three. So if I'm only eighteen inches away from my opponent's deployment, like I'm loving life, there's a lot of stuff in the game like that right now. Yeah,
0: Blister skin are gonna like this. Oh then. yeah, you're Daughters gonna love King it. Run and yeah. charge,
2: turn one, like it's crazy.
0: Yeah, so there you go, folks. Uh, be aware of the mobility of your opponent. Okay, so uh, the final game on. Day one is uh we're going back to Star Strike and this is gonna be in the realm of Gur with so primal violence. <laughs> so so stupid. Oh, here we go. Sorry, so, Kev,
2: that's so stupid.
0: Well, at least uh at least he he said we weren't double beasting. So um
3: That sounds like a weird move. Double
0: beasting. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna double beast you. <laughs> right. So So first of all, the Realmscape feature. So Primal Violence, we've had this before. This came out at Tempest, I think. Um, So at the end of each... Oh, here it is. Here every creature is red in tooth and claw, um, both predator and prey. So at the end of each combat phase, roll the dice. On a six plus, I don't know how you'll get a plus on a dice, but on a six, carry out the combat phase again before moving on to the battleshot phase, but then don't roll at the end of that one. So there's a chance... At the end of the combat phase, to go for it again. Which, yeah, that's uh, it never, it never came off last time I played it. Which is the only it was time. Masters. I ever played it. It, it was, was masters, masters. Yeah. I was was it masters? That. Was it? Yeah. Okay. It never came off for me on that one. Nobody ever rolled the six. Um, in terms of the the command ability, well, people know there isn't a command ability here. What there is is the. Um, each, after setup, each player can set up a monster that hasn't got the hero keyword. Starting with the player that finished setting up first, the monsters are called monstrous beasts. Um, they're not part of either army. A monstrous beast can be set up anywhere on the battlefield, more than nine from other monstrous beasts, and more than nine from the enemy. <laughs> um, they choose the prey basically uh, at the start of each battle round. Whoever, whichever unit is closest to them, that's their enemy. Um, and the opposing player controls them. So um, what you've got in effect is you've got a monster that you can put nine inches away from a juicy target. And um, if you're going first, you know that you're going to get to um, use that monster however you see fit. So if you've got a Thunder Tusk on a 2+, plus, you can kill uh, a minor character if that person. Be mindful if you've got... Um, I don't know stormcast heroes, or if you've got um, other five or six wound heroes that you need to be deploying um, well back from your front line screen, because a thunder tusks. Well, it's going to be able to move up. Well, you're not really going to be able to avoid it. It's going to be able to move up to three inches off your front line and then go for you. So, and I'll be taking a thunder tusk because why wouldn't?
2: <laughs> Same, <laughs> I'm taking one as well. I'm going oh, yeah. for spatch. I mean,
0: yeah. it's it's a two plus, and you're deleting a hag, you're deleting a branch race, you're deleting a a lord Celestine. Are they six wounds or are they seven? Yeah, yeah Castellan is. Yeah, yeah so I mean, a Relictor, any of these things that your arm is kind of hoping to to really uh, rely on gets
2: the five up though, doesn't it? If it's in range of the yeah the shrine, yeah. And then you you can equip the beast Raiders with a. Um a blood vulture as well. So yeah. you get the yeah. chance to get an extra mortal wound, and then you can take the harpoon mm. as well. So no, it's one you or get, the other. Right. So then it's the chain trap, which is still a shooting attack. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh you're gonna be nine inches away, and then you can move to be three inches away. And, and then the Chargent, it's minus one it's to minus to hit one combat. To hit. Yeah. yeah. So it's just bonkers, stupid yes. roll. Magma dragons it's, nuts as well. It's
3: it is good, it's in a mission where you can't score turn one. Yes. Because that's always the problem is if you if it charges you in combat and it like gets into free ages of every unit and doesn't die, you're then stuck turn one, not doing very much uh, just by your opponent.
2: If Obviously you know that you're not going first, it. you almost don't want to put the monster right in front of your opponent's army either, because all that's gonna happen is they'll go first, attack you with their monster, and then kill the one that you've put in front of them and right. you're still not going to be incentivized to go across the table to get them because there's no objective until turn 2 mm-hmm. so yeah no, i think uh i think it's going to be real th- i'd like to think that people are going to be a little bit upset about it i don't want there to be too much controversy over it but i just think it's such a dumb rule like i'm taking Do you feel a thunder the people tusk. that are
3: taking a thunder tusk?
2: no but <laughs> i'm going to if my opponent doesn't have a thunder tusk or like something equally stupid, then I'm going to borrow one of the cockatrices. I'm not going to go into that game and make my opponent feel like they don't stand a chance, because it's such a stupid rule, I'm going to self-police and I'm going to match whatever my opponent's got. Um, I'd like to think that the rest of us would do the same as well. But
3: Yeah, there's going to be Magma Dragons there. You know, there's. I know for a fact Dave Norhall, the 120 Skeletons, he has a Magma Dragon. I know that. I've seen that before at the store. So
0: yeah, there, there could be...
1: He's Everdeen, obviously. So.
0: <laughs> I've got a couple of uh, dread, uh, malls so oh, they're terrible. If, the, if, if the person's going um, wants to go a bit... Do they fluffier... have to deploy off the board for now? No. Yeah, and they, they have
3: they... to. They? Yeah, so you can't use yeah, it. Yeah.
2: You, you have to deploy it off the table now. Oh,
3: I didn't know that. So yeah, you oh. wouldn't be able to use it because it says set up on the table. and then.
0: Oh, I was going to offer it to my opponent so we could have a dreadmar off. <laughs> if if they hadn't brought a monster aura they wanted to.
3: Instead of setting this one on the battlefield, you oh yeah, you can place you it
0: on. You can put it on. Oh, so what was it's changed? Because I played against it and you can use it to fly now. And it can shoot. <laughs> it's great. But it's just not resilient anymore. It, it didn't used to be at a tunnel oh, no, you, have, enemy.
2: you have to deploy it at the end of your second movement phase if you do. Yeah. That's what it is. You don't yeah. get to choose when it comes up. Yeah. But no, you could put it on the table.
0: Yeah. So I'm gonna take two Dreadmars. I'm going to take a thunder Thundertusk. Boneguider, Gargan, that's what everyone wants. I uh, don't know what else. Maybe a Terrorgeist. And I'll see what my opponent's got. And if they want to dread more off, then that'll be good fun. Um, we'll see. So anyway, sorry, spells. Spells. So Realm of Beasts has got a
1: signature spell, which is pretty good. Uh, well, signature spell. Um, Realm's Sphere magic spell, so that on the other page. world form. Nice and low casting value five, so pretty easy to do. Pick a friendly unit within twelve of the caster that's visible. Add two to run and charge rolls made for that unit until your next hero phase. So you'll like that one, won't you? you mm. I've got bless my oh, on
2: I've got my on it as well. I don't yeah. know if I need the movement. <laughs> that's the thing. I don't think I really need it to be honest. But the plus two to run and charge as well. Like the plus to charge is quite good.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's it. Uh... That's that's nice. So beast is all about fighting, as you can imagine. So um onto the other spells. Oh i picked the wrong page here, sorry. Um
3: it's probably one of the worst realms for spells, to be honest.
1: So I'm penetrable hide's golden. good. And that's what I was gonna pick. Yeah. Um Realms of, here we go. Spells of Gar. Penetrable Hide. Oh, that there? Uh I'm not sure which one's that's in. Um Impenetrable Hide, anyway... Oh, that's in Gur, I think, isn't it? Anyway, sorry. Not Gur, the last one, Kyron. Could be wrong. Right. Anyway, Spells of Gur, impenetrable Hide. So, casting value of six. So, yeah, quite achievable. Um, reroll failed save rolls for the caster until your next hero phase. So it's casting on yourself. Um, but it could get you out of trouble, potentially. Um, there's not... Other stuff's not particularly good. Um, so there's sort of... Pick a unit spell. Roll dice for everyone. Flock of doom. You saw? Well, actually, that's not true. You saw? You're rolling twelve dice. So, but you're aiming for sixes to get that mortal wound. It's cast on a six, so it's it's average okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's not it's not brilliant. Um, yeah. There's 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 not really any other standouts. I would say. Height. Hide, impenetrable height is probably the go-to one there. And, and the
3: flock of doom for me, that's go-to. like seven mortal wounds. You know, it's just. An average. <laughs> yeah,
0: with your dice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so any particular tips for Star Strike?
3: It's um, more that you're in the realm of beasts. I, yeah. all this, it just throws off having a plan. You're going to kind of have to base off what your opponent decides to put on the table. If you come up against a magma dragon, you're just going to roll your eyes and go, uh, this sort of game. And I
2: foresee both armies fighting against a monster turn one, yeah. and then waiting to see where the objective goes, and then just playing the game normally. Yeah. So... We might just see the game play the exact same way that most games play. Just turn one will be a little bit more entertaining than it normally is. You'll have to
3: do with magic, at least.
2: Yeah. Like, you've got two options. You either gamble and pick a side and bank on their comic coming down there so that you've got a chance, if you win the priority into turn two, that you're going to get some free points, which is what I did at Masters, and it paid off. Um. Or you wait to see where they go, and then you know what your game plan is, what you need to defend, and what you need to attack. Um, so that that's the only way that you can really play the mission. There isn't really a third option.
0: No, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah,
3: you it's kind of one. want the double from two to three as well. It's kind of the big thing. You then know where all the objectives are at that point, and then you obviously get your objective on turn two you'll get the middle objective
2: oh yeah this is and the then... middle one isn't it yeah this yeah, is yeah, from the heavens yes yeah, so yeah, yeah. the, the one in the middle turn two and then yeah. the other ones turn three
3: so technically turn of... three is before the game starts which is really good because there's very few missions in this game where the game actually starts on turn three like most of them are kind of hard to say they're over turn one two if you rack up enough points and your opponent either is stuck in the deployment or are getting held up by the grinding units.
1: I'm actually looking forward to this this uh, this game. It'll be fun, I think. And I'm I'm not aiming to win the tournament. Oh, yeah, so, I am. You know what I mean? It'll be fun. I think it's going to be wild.
0: Which yeah, I think you know. it'll be good. Yeah, I'm going to by that point. I'll be having fun, and it's quite late in the day. It's the last one of the day. Hopefully, everybody's in the the right mood at that point, and you can just. Take it a bit lightheartedly And have a bit of a laugh with your opponent as something daft happens with a big <laughs> Scary monster
2: Or you'll be like me, I... you'll have lost to Skaven Then you'll lose to the winner of JP <laughs> JP And the 60 oh, Grim guest list And then I'll have a split and sore head And I'll need to play against that idiot's Magma Dragon With 120 <laughs> skeletons No chance, I'm not going to be in a good mood
3: I, I agree with Nathan I think it could You could be, be in for a shout of a podium and this could just take you out of it by you playing someone that just takes a monster that's well
2: everyone can everyone can tap one i don't have a spare 105 pound to buy a magma dragon right now Got baby uh, on the way.
0: It's it's it is. It's just, a pay to win system. Use that a one. proxy. Use, uh, use just, a proxy. Yeah. <laughs> you see, you like I I've my kids got loads of those Schleich dragons and things. I just stick one of them on a board and say, there you go. It's a magma dragon. I'd be annoyed you if someone to to
3: get, took a uh, I'd be annoyed if to someone took a magma to dragon. I'd be even more annoyed if someone took a toy dragon across to try and say. This. Oh god! Yeah. <laughs> Everybody just to right
2: to the pen shop to buy the actually, dragons. And the best
3: the best thing to take is a bone grinder gargant. And take it against uh, fleshier quartz yeah, because it's got a six inch, inch pile in, and you just then kill the terror guys before it can even hit you.
2: Is the Bone Grinder not a hero? Is that one still just a behemoth? Nope,
3: just a behemoth. Right, cool.
1: I don't know what I'm taking yet as is, is a beast. Probably a. The Bone Grinder is even more expensive.
3: That's about. Yeah, right. I just him, just put a giant on top of my shoulders, giants. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what,
3: anyway. what happens if you take a colossal squig and it explodes into little squigs? Who controls them?
0: Whoever's closest, the table next to yeah. you, <laughs> Duffy.
3: Is it? Is it whoever's turn it is gets control. Like whoever's it, controlling no, the whoever
0: gets the whoever they, no, it's whoever the closest to um, at the start of the it's battle the round is the target, and then the other person in their turn activates them as though it's part of their army. So anyway, it's fun. It's all Let's be positive. I think we'll have fun. I've never <laughs> played in the Realm of Beasts, so this will be my first time with the beasts. You have? No, he wasn't have? at Aegon. No, he was a go. master's. Oh, but we didn't have monsters. Yeah, we not have beasts. Yeah, I've only played once. at Egon, Zemara, and... You
3: still played in the Realm of Beasts. Well, I have,
0: but never with beasts. You don't want to? I don't mind. I, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to take I it. Honestly, there was ten monsters on
2: the table at Egon when I played it. There was <laughs> five, five them. dragons, Neferata, Um. Two incarnate elementals, one of fire, one of beasts, and uh, Dreadsaurian, and
1: uh, (laughs) Leviathan. (laughs) There's there's no Paul this weekend, Then no
0: Paul Whitehead. No, No, I noticed that. We'll
1: miss him. (laughs) This
0: mission will miss him. (laughs) Right, so... After the evenings, um, going out and bemoaning or or talking of the glories of the the primal violence, because that'll mean that you 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 know that you're gonna get it, Liam or oh, Nathan. And at the end, it's gonna you're gonna have just survived, and then they're gonna pop the six and that if, magma if dragon's get, gonna party you again.
2: If I get the six <laughs> in the high tide, that will be the only thing that can redeem that experience for me. Haven't played in, in a row, row
0: in high tide. Yeah. yeah. So then, the next, the next uh, day when, when we day. come in, then we get to the the two the two realms that that I find the uh, the more challenging to play in in terms of command abilities and and spells. So first off, we've got total commitment in the realm of Heish with the feature domain of Symmetry and Purity. So Symmetry and Purity. This is, the region is suffused with the purest light, unsettling anything created from the raw stuff of chaos, darkness, and disorder. So you subtract one from the bravery characteristic of chaos, destruction, and death units. And I do feel sorry for them. Uh, so then the realm command um, is strike quickly. So the etheric particles in this realm enhance the speed and reactions of those that live here. It's possible to harness this power and strike before an opponent is ready to strike back. So this community uh, community, command ability you you use at the start of the command phase, if you do pick a friendly unit within 3 of a hero or 12 of your general and within 3 of the enemy, the unit fights immediately instead of fighting later in the combat phase. Uh, We've discussed this in the past uh, as to whose turn it is and when you declare and whatnot. So if you're interested in that, go back. Um, But there you go. This is one that I've never... Oh, I have once spent the command point to to activate a unit before my opponent in their their phase. It didn't feel particularly nice. Mm. um, But I have done it. Uh, So there you go. Spells.
1: Spells, so the one on the realm page is, uh, just to give it a nod, Fast Protection, it's it's pretty good. It's it's a low casting value, five. Slight <clears throat> for unit with 18 of the caster that is visible. Subtract one from hit rolls metro attacks and target that unit. So that's a nice debuff and a nice, nice low casting value. So that's on the first page. On the main page, Spells of Hish. Um, Yeah, there's, uh, well, there's there's the old favourite. Now, I've never played against this spell yet, so I'll I'll start with this one and see what everyone says, but Banishment. Um, Now, it did get FAQ'd back in December, so I'll just read straight off that one. Now, it is quite high casting values. Casting value of 8. If successful, cast, pick one enemy unit within 12 of the caster that is visible. Your opponent must remove that unit from the battlefield and then set it up again anywhere on the battlefield more than 24 inches from the caster and more than 9 inches from any other models from the caster's army. So the the big change there was the who who removes the unit. So it went from being the the caster to the opponent. Um, so I've not played against this yet. It, you know, people raged about it when it was first released. Has, has anyone played against it or looking to use it? It's risky I've now it. because yeah, especially
2: on night. this mission, you can cast it on a unit that's right in front of you, and then they can teleport it to the other side of the table from you. 9 inches away from enemy models and can test the other objective. And the total commitment objectives are quite close to the table edges, aren't they? I think they're yeah, 12, 12, 12 rather oh, yeah, than 18. Course. It's the so, offset one, isn't it? Yeah. As long as they're 24, more than 24 inches away, <coughs> the only other restriction is 9 inches away from enemy models, so you can literally go anywhere.
1: Mm. So beware. Beware of the banishment. Yeah. Um, it's,
3: not, it's not as good now. It's, it's good if you go, do it against like a big unit and you're like in the center of the board, which obviously in this mission, you never are in the center of the board because that's a terrible place to be. Uh, You can use it obviously to just get someone off your objective. uh, And then if obviously you've created a big enough bubble, you kind of have to play this one a turn ahead where you then create a big enough bubble that they're going to be further away from you than you want. Or again, like that's the point, like a lot of folks say like, oh, use Nagash, cast it for a portal. It's not that great because you're going to then measure the, 24 from actual nagash not the portal and then it's just he's obviously they're just going to get a bet to be honest they're just getting a free setup
2: it's more of a defensive I, spell, to, I think
3: yeah i would have quite liked it to be friendly or enemy that'd be my thing but oh, yeah, again I, I i quite liked it when you controlled where you put them i still think they should have just put it that you had to put it where they would actually fit the entire unit rather than Obviously, because the setup rules at the moment are, if you can't fit the full unit, you can just kill off half the unit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. About about just them the unit. unit? Yeah. But... if you've spread out so that they can't go anywhere that isn't within nine of a model? Then they die for the caster. So yeah. Or if die, the spell doesn't have bodies. Off. I don't know. It doesn't say, does it?
3: Hmm?
0: It doesn't say, does it? What? Whether or not they're just dead, or whether or not. Yeah,
3: they just die. If it Is can't be set, you can't die.
0: set them up. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go.
3: It's very hard to do. Yeah. I I could do it. You could do it, maybe, uh Stu. I think so. There's very few armies there that have <laughs> as much models to cover. You'd pretty much be like just doing lines across the board. You would just deploy your units thirty wide, and then
2: you like, need that's to massive that massive. Yeah, because if it didn't, you'd have <laughs> wasted forty-five <laughs> minutes measuring it out, and then the game would be <laughs> yeah. about ten. Uh, so
1: I, I don't, I <laughs> don't rule a seven.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: But you could, you could still do it. That you could do that. Like, folk could have one unit on one side of total commitment, and then you just go, that unit's gone. You've then set up your army to force them have to deploy at their other side. If they're not a fast army and they can't fly, they're not getting through a wall of thirty dryads that are minus two to hit.
2: I'm looking forward to this mission. It's a great mission for my army. I start with three command points in my turn, or two in my opponent's. I can close the distance really fast. It's a really good one. And I can teleport my hero to be in range to do the command ability as well using Steed of Tides. So that's pretty mm.
1: good. Right, I'll pick. I'll pick one more spell and then we'll move on. But this is one for all the shout out to all the Sylvester ballistas in the audience. So Vengeful Illumination, <clears throat> casting value of seven. Pick an enemy unit with an eighteen of the caster that is visible. Add plus one to hit for attacks made with missile weapons that target <laughs> unit hilarious. until your next hero phase. So there's a lot of ballistas. In <laughs> so there. yeah. So, uh, Graham Davidson, get that cast on the gash, please. Thank you very much. I'd give him plus three to hit. Yeah. Because he's got
2: the Astral Templars, he's got the Ordinator, and he's got that spell.
0: And re-rolling ones. Does he have a wizard? He's got an... Yeah, he's got a Lord Arcanum as well.
2: Arcanum, right, okay.
0: Beautiful. Cool. Happy days. So, any particular tips about Total Commitment for those people? That haven't got your armies that just need to consider how to deploy and what to go for.
3: It's a, it's a hard. I'd say it's probably other than better part of valor. It's one of the hardest missions in the game. It spreads your army way too much for some.
2: No reserves as well. It.
3: Yeah, no reserves. So you everything's on the board that ruins a lot of units like heart renders and that they become really pointless at that that at that point because you're paying the, like the cheap 80 points to have them off the table to come down and uh, armies that can redeploy, so Scaven are up on the top.
2: Summoning's uh, okay, objective. those
3: stormcasts.
2: Yeah, summoning's fine, Scott. Your army's fine.
3: Yeah, You've great. not
2: got an excuse to lose this one. Again. <laughs> um, the two objectives on your side are 48 inches apart. Yeah. You're pulled quite far apart. That's the only. That's where your sort of low-model armies that aren't as fast are going to struggle. Like, I've always thought Stormcast Eternals would struggle in this, but because they've got access to the Vexelard or Relictor that can teleport, they always seem to do all right.
3: Gav as well. And Gav-
2: Gavril, yeah.
3: Stru- so, I, like, I, when we played, we practiced obviously a face hammer with it, and it just. I was just able to obviously Gavril just charge like 15 table yeah, table. just yeah. run him in the middle of the table. Uh, the problem is, as well, I think I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I dislike armies that have the ability to redeploy after. Which, because it just gives them such a buff in this mission Definitely like Skaven uh, Which I, play, I played against John Skaven this week In this mission Not with my... uh I
2: feel as if this would have been better as the It feels as if this would have been better as the
0: final game Yeah
2: The Dax gods did didn't
0: want it though The Dax gods no. didn't want it So, no, it's, I think it's uh, There's been a good spread I think the pools has worked quite good I'm not looking forward to the last. the last mission Um, If we're going on to that, so our final mission is three three places of power in the realm of Ulgu uh, with the landscape, uh, the realmscape feature of shrouded lands. So those ballistas and those shooters out there and the spellcasters are all jumping with joy because there's no effect on the battle from the realmscape feature, whereas they could have been working with a six inch, a six inch visibility or whatever it is.
3: It's also arranged for line of sight for all spells. Pretty much all spells yeah. are line of sight. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. So that's what I mean. It's uh, it would have been really bad, um, but uh, they they're okay with that. Uh, so it's three places of power. So this is where um, this is where your heroes come into their own, I suppose. Three places of power is heroes or behemoths now, isn't it? In the latest, no. is it no, still heroes? Just heroes. It's duality right. you're thinking of. That's way more. Also,
2: you need to continue to confuse people like every other podcast, so it's three places of arcane of death, so that nobody knows exactly what mission (laughs) it is we're playing.
0: (laughs) No, it is three places of power, isn't it? Yeah, Three places of of power, and it is just heroes, and this one, you can't switch heroes, can you? Because I was reading through it, and the other one is where the player's been in control of it, but this one quite clearly says, if you finish a movement over three inches away, you lose control of it. Even if you're switching somebody else in, it It talks about it. um, So it's not the same um, finesse that the duality has where um, you can move off and Switcheroo. switcheroo. So the realm command is teleportation, basically. It is the hidden pathways of this realm offer great strategic opportunities to those who can master them. So there are two elements to it. You can basically, for a command point, you can use two of the Realmscape features, Shadowed Mansions and Shadow Realm. Shadowed Mansions is the one where you can jump, you can teleport between garrisonable buildings. So if you garrisoned in a building, you can move to a another feature that can have a garrison. Um, common Ground game doesn't have that many garrisonable um, terrain pieces, so... Has anyone ever
1: garrisoned anything ever? Yes. Yeah, and
3: used to back in the old days of South Coast points and
2: that.
1: I've done it in the just
3: because I could.
0: Yeah, I've done it a couple of times, but I think people prefer to say, when we say, I give people the option, I say, do you want that to be garrisonable or should we just treat it as a piece of terrain? And everybody I've ever asked says, oh, we'll just take treat it as terrain because they don't want to read up the rule. Yeah. There was something hmm.
2: in packs before where if it had... Four walls. Four walls. Yeah, it was a garrisonable building, but they've clarified how garrison. Yeah. How garrisons work now. So I I would like to see it come in. Like I I know that there's quite a lot of TOs that I've spoken to that are quite keen for scenery rules to come in, like obstacles and stuff
0: like that. Yeah, garrisonable is quite good. Yeah, but as I say, I just think that the collection at Common Ground Games is really good. But there's very good. i if there was
3: one at least on every table, then that would be my thing. Yeah, because then obviously yeah. every table gets the option of it. Obviously, if it's also not in deployment zones, because like you can just get such a buff from it if you're just it's in your deployment zone or like on the edge of your deployment zone. So like obviously if it
2: you just move into it, yeah,
3: yeah, you just sit you sit in it and go. I've got this extra free inch it Depends range on the how, mission though. Depends
2: on the mission, and it's uh It's another thing to consider you could just as easily mess up your battle plan by trying to be fancy with it yeah so i, I would like to see it come in but if it's the fun. other one that's
0: yeah yeah the one that um we're gonna see more of that that anybody can do is basically the edges of the battlefield are shrouded in shadow and lead to a strange nether world. so for the command point at the start of your hero phase, pick one friendly unit that has all of its models within six inches of any edge of the battlefield. You can remove that unit from the battlefield, then set it up more than nine inches from any enemy units. And with all models within six inches of a different edge of the battlefield. Uh, then roll, uh, But then you don't have to roll the dice for them to get lost. Because when it's used as a command ability, you don't lose. People yep. don't get lost. This is a lot like the Wanderers, isn't it? The Wanderers... Uh,
2: Oh, God, I've not, I have no—I can't special tell you the last ability. time I read the Wanderer's special yeah. ability, but I know that they can teleport.
0: Yeah, um, so basically. Is that holy
2: within or within? Because this one's within, which I makes it think it got changed strong. to
0: holy as well. Those are holy no, within. This, this, one's, this, is this holy. one's holy. But this is... at
2: the end, did it not just say with all
1: models? All models within.
3: within. It's not holy within, all within. it's all models within.
1: within. Yeah, so. You, it's all cause... models within 6 inch, so it's effectively holy within but 6. But it's not holy. Nah, it's not holy no, within. it's not holy within. I've
2: played this a few times. It's. You can, like with my EELS, as long as I've got every base within, that is all models within. Oh, I see what you mean, okay. okay. And you can do it when you set them up as well. So it's um, maybe not the best mission for it, though.
1: Exactly. Yeah, the the objectives objectives are are just too far in. Yeah, Yeah. Unless you you go short edge to short edge and you're maybe... Yeah,
2: yeah, you would be... There's less distance
1: to go,
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I suppose what it does do is if somebody deploys too far forward ready to run for them and you get to go first, you could come behind them and charge into the back not that yeah. you would need to, but it might be a way to snipe characters so if you think that you're safe sticking your certain support characters behind the front line um you've got to watch that nine inches at the back I
3: would have preferred a range I would have preferred one of the realmscapes to actually be in effect here because it makes this commandable then actually do something otherwise it's just who could alpha better or get the better position from
2: it. I just power think that it's going it to a be a be... bit anticlimactic for the last. Yeah. Uh, oh, for yeah. The last we'll be
3: Nagash. If there's any Nagashis on table one, two. Skaven three.
2: as well. That D6 Mortal Wind spell plus the. Oh, um,
0: well, you're just going to stick that, that on track. one of the three places of power, aren't you? Yeah. You're just going to stick the trap on nuts. there and just go for the other two. Because most heroes can't handle more than a couple of turns sat in amongst that um, yeah. that new new spell.
1: I'm <laughs> not going to get rid of it either.
0: No. Cash, okay. The gash might.
1: gash might.
3: So no, you can't. It's
1: oh you no, can no, it's of casting, but Modified yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So spells then hit us with your favoured spells.
1: Spells. So well we've we'll got the realms fear one because it's actually a, a really low casting value. Mystifying miasma casting value of four um so, so like it's an enemy unit with 18 inches of the caster that is visible that unit cannot run until your next hero phase in addition subtract two from charge rolls so oh,
3: another uh, scaven buff buff
1: so yeah so, but this is nice on three places i think because if you are up on your if you're up on your objective with a caster um you know you can sort of debuff things trying to get you off the off the objective yeah um and it's really easy to cast that one um Onto the other main body of spells of Ulgu. Um, one that stands out, I think, again, because it's the hero mission is Phantasmal Guardian. Casting value of six. Uh, Roll a dice each time you allocate a wound or a mortal wound to the caster until the next hero phase. On a five plus, the wound is negated. So a nice bit of protection. If you're on a objective, cast it yourself. Off you go. Um, other than that, um, what else have we got? Yeah, that's 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 probably to that jump out with me. Mean, or oh, Bridge of Shadows, of course, here we go. But seeing as you've got the command ability, it's probably um not as um well more flexibility It's, it's actually yeah, it's,
3: it's, it's very good for Skaven because they've then got Skitterleap, leap, holes, and bridge
1: of shadows yeah. that they can
3: just jump units around the board with.
1: So casting value of 6, if successful, pick a friendly unit wholly within 12 of the caster removed from the battlefield, set up anywhere in the battlefield wholly within 24 of the caster and more than 9 from enemy. So it's it may not move in the moving phase. So, yeah, well, this is more useful in the mission, I suppose, because it's anywhere, isn't it? So, so
2: set up right, as well, so you can down use down it down to retreat. Yeah. So if you're in combat, you can use it as a, a retreat and then still get your charging bonuses in the turn that you charge.
3: Mm. I'd I'd say Labyrinth of Sorrows is more important for this one Half a characteristic of a unit
1: oh yeah. yes, didn't even notice that one casting value of 5 as well, so nice and nice low value picking an enemy unit within 12 that's visible, and half the move characteristic yeah, goodness me, John's going to be rubbing his and
0: did they only roll one dice little to charge as well is that that one where they only roll yeah. one dice to charge, no, oh, no. sorry I'll, I'll edit myself out here talking shite again that's right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what the
3: <laughs> that's what the mortality glass and fade and vigor do
0: yeah. There is there is a spell. I was reading through them and making notes the other night and uh and one of the spells is uh half the movement and they can only roll one charge dice or something.
3: I think that's in the realm of Gairan.
0: So right. flick through here while we're talking. Yeah. It seemed a good one though. It seemed quite a strong one for making sure that people didn't get to an objective at a certain point.
1: That's not okay, Gairan.
0: Right? Ah oh, well, there you go. People get your books find it <laughs> anyway right so there you go that was a bit of a so before we go before we wrap up and um, people head off to work or whatever it is that we're doing for the day um, top three selections I'm gonna as I'm, I'm gonna give John Bayless a bit of a a bit of a nod for this one put the pressure on him. He's got the new Skaven filth. Um, the missions that have come out do seem quite uh, qu- quite favourable for him. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna think he's he's gonna do all right this weekend. Uh, I'm also gonna go with with Lee. Uh, I don't know the um, the ins and outs of that list because uh, I've not I've not faced the same thing. But Lee knows what he's doing, and um, I can see him doing all right. And then I'll uh, I'll probably say that um, Liam Nathan, the um, the amalgamated <laughs> uh, the amalgamation of Liam and Nathan, got a particular set of well. skills. Yeah, you you'll, you'll probably uh, be up there we'll as think. well. So that's my three. What about yourself, Scott? Who are you tipping? Tipping for the top?
1: Uh, you, uh, you can't look past Liam and and John Baylis. I don't know who's gonna. I mean, you'll probably end up on table one, game five again, as you as you do. Um, so that'll be interesting. That'll be very interesting. I think actually, I think uh... that
3: unfortunately is my game if we beat. <laughs> no, honestly, I just
1: I don't know. He's, he's going to shut down, better... shut you down. Movement, you know. Oh, it's very interesting. Less it... drops. Oh, yeah. Uh, it'll be it'll be a closer game five maybe than the last one. I don't know. I don't know. And he and he did really well on that one with his corn. But anyway, that's that. That's two. I'm just trying to pick a random one, but not random, but semi-random. <laughs> Number three, here we go. John Charles, the hero Harper. We've not mentioned him yet, <laughs> he's got his Zeech. You're not meant to mention him,
2: <laughs> no John's, down, no John's Dark, on the podcast. Harper.
1: Dark horse, he's got nine enlightened, and they're supposed to be filth. So, uh, yeah, look, beware the Harper. Okay, on that bombshell, what about yourself? What about yourself, Leah? That's your random, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs>
3: again i i do think Bayliss will be up there but i think he will might he might get popped out by one of the gash lists cuz i think his army will suffer when it versus nagash uh because it has the power to cast really well but it doesn't have the power to unbind at the same uh strength that what nagash can uh definitely if he meets them like it, it more he'll get knocked off maybe game 2 or 3 when because, uh, again, his army doesn't like uh, Total Commitment either, I think, because it just... just because his army's quite farther, slow.
2: Remember that there's only going to be one person, five o. so Podium mm-hmm. does include 4-1. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 4-1 should so schedule.
4: Then.
0: Year uh, up I, f- then. I
3: think JP might do it. I think he can hopefully dodge the right people. He just needs to play super aggressive. I think you just have to go with it, that list, that there's no holding back and thinking, oh, is I've, 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 you just have to... This is the gristle door. It, it? it is exile in one basket, yeah. It yeah. is an exile in one basket list that needs to do... Thing you needs see the, the alpha people so much. Again, Beard's the think problem is... he comes is, is,
1: against any ballistas.
3: In three places... Apart, but no, because I don't think it matters, the ballistas. I honestly don't, because against most of the armies, he'll take off the rest of what they have. Yeah. Because either that or... Because, again, if he then gets ghouls on the edge, you can just charge the ghouls into the ballistas, and the ballista can't kill ghouls in combat. No. They'll just sit and play. <laughs> really, uh, I think this, again, he's got the ghouls to, like, block off people from, like, the edges and that in the, quite a lot of the missions. Like, definitely in shadow, he's be less drop, so he can just shut off the shadow realm ability by just lining his ghouls all around the board edge. Just meaning you can't use the ability... The problem is is in free place of power he's gonna struggle because he has to then put his really pity units onto the objectives. Because he has to score early, otherwise he won't have anything to hold yeah, on and to. And if it.
0: he's against the shooting list, they once he's put himself in the middle of the board, that might be when they come into their own because
1: no, but you can summon a, you know. can summon a Vargon and you know that could do a bit of sitting on objectives while yeah, the big I lad suppose. goes and kills things.
2: That's why I think JP is gonna do well because if you think about the way strength of schedule works, I think that he will pretend, like if he's gonna come unstuck, it's gonna be in game five. Um, where it gets a little bit sketchy for his heroes.
0: Well he got game one. He had sixty grim guests. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Which <laughs> but, I don't
0: think he has a problem with.
2: Yeah, he can just chew through them.
3: If he kill if he doesn't get them and he kills in the gash turn one, Kind of game. If he can reach Nagash, it's, I don't it's know, a lot of damage.
0: A, that's a tough, tough list to break down.
3: You'd have to go. He has to go turn one, as we've said uh, in the other chats. He needs to take turn one and just go for it, because he has to get him before he puts the command ability on. He has to get him before he makes Nagash immune to rend or immune to spells and things. Mm-hmm. He needs to just hit him hard, because again, if you give Nagash turn one, Nagash could just debuff them and then. The dragons don't do as much when they can't hit or wound.
2: Just needs to watch out for hand of dust.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. Okay. So is that your three? Well, who did you go with there then? JP. No, so JP, John. JP
3: John. i Have to say myself. Don't I? I just need to continue. The... <laughs> don't have to. It yeah. doesn't work. You can't. Put the pressure. It, on it's Liam. me or Nathan. I would say it's me or Nathan. Definitely in the podium. I think like Nathan's Nathan. got the strongest list. I think Nathan's not the strongest order list there, to be honest. I think he deal he's he's lower drops than all the other order that would normally cause him a problem. If he was back to his old list where he was 10 drops, I think he would struggle against the armies that are sitting at about an 8 or 9, or uh, Lee's army being able to buff itself before uh, you can obviously hit it. Uh, there's definitely... I think your problem, like you said, will be the Skaven. You've got them game one, which is probably your... Harshest, hardest thing for you, because uh, I do think Skaven do shut deep down, deep. can if they can get that spell off, of, of obviously playing against it this week, it yeah. um, it just stops you being able to do what you normally do. Turn one. Now, obviously it was my stupid fault for giving away turn one, but you've got to. You're the only way you're going to learn against it is by taking it across the the face, aren't you? You're going to have to take the hit to see actually what it does.
0: Yep. Okay, so what about yourself then, Nathan?
2: Um, I'm gonna say John Bayless, Lee Martin, and Scott Smith.
0: <laughs> he's, hey, playing, hey. he's
2: playing. He's playing Now, I think that both uh, Scott and Stu I think you both have a good shout. Like you're now on your third event with uh, Sylvaneth.
0: Yeah,
2: and your list is. A lot better than it has been as
0: yeah, well. It's getting there.
2: So I think that I think that the missions are quite good for you as well. And you've got the one drop, the powers in your hand for deployment, and a lot of them do favour an aggressive playstyle. So game three is the one that I think that you might struggle with because you can't set your woods up in anticipation of where the objective is going to be. You don't know where the objective is. So start Star Strike would be the one that I think that you would struggle with the most. I
0: think I'll struggle as well because and is me giving a tip to my opponent if they put the monster where they don't want a wood? That's what yeah, I'd do well, against me. Yeah. Because mm. then I'm I'm knackered. They can basically yeah. stop me from putting a wild wood out where I need it. Sod attacking me with the monster. Just stop me putting a wood out. That's the way to yeah. beat me in that mission. Or um, if
3: so. or if they're lucky and you don't kill the monster, very rarely it would happen. If they can kill the hero that has the automatic wood as well, it's it's big. Yeah.
2: And uh, for Scott as well, I think that you've found a list that you generally have a little bit of muscle memory with regards to what the units do. Like you've played it before, but it doesn't have a lot of moving parts. Like you have a specific game plan
4: each
2: game. Like you've got your speed, your abilities go off in a certain order as long as you don't forget to pile in in the hero phase. Um, (laughs) Yeah. One tip for you, though, going into your next event, get rid of those direwolves. Get out four take drops. The yeah. Yeah.
3: Get, take uh, the cork stampede. Get down four uh, drops, and you well. can
2: outdrop the other five drops and stuff. Like, you, mm. your list relies on the speed and being able to close the distance. You might as well it's, put the pressure on in the, the deployment same,
3: the same, with, same with JPs. Drop the cart. Yeah. It, it's nice to have, but you don't need it.
1: I was purely going for a semi-half... You know, hard screen to be honest, something that I could put in front of things, but you
3: don't need the screen if you can go first.
2: Yeah, Yeah, like if me and you play and I win the roll off for deployment, yeah, you're in a really uncomfortable position then, knowing that I can close the distance and you don't have your screen yet. So, I think four drops for the magic number, but I still think that the list looking at the field, I think that you could easily go four one. If you get everything off, which is really good. So mm, yeah. no, no, I'm, I'm, guy. No, no pressure,
3: Sky. Pressure. No, no pressure. When, when does the command ability for the Arch Regents happen? End the movement phase. This
1: movement phase, yeah. End of the movement phase.
3: I was asking, why does everyone deploy the arch regions? I've played against obviously Nile, but why does everyone deploy them on the throne?
1: Well, I think because it's just normally you, you want to guarantee the free the free summon within an inch. And I don't want him to get killed turn one. You know what I mean? If I don't, if I don't go first. so I'm If you, you deploy him further
3: back, because most people put the throne like, on their deployment line, yeah. as I've seen, or as close to, because obviously it's a further range up. But if you deploy them on that, I, I know where to deploy my aggressive, like if I was Nathan, I know where to deploy my aggressive unit. And I know that I could just shock him off and kill him because I just have to be with him, free of him. If I'm with him, free of the throne, I'm going to touch him. I don't understand why people edge. don't just walk them... Yeah, just put them... Well, no, just put the throne on the on the line if you want, but just deploy the archery units like six yeah. inches behind it and then walk them turn one into it yeah, and then do it.
2: The... Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, keep, it's keep because in it, range of your buff spells and stuff, but yeah, I would... I know, uh, for,
3: it, I know for a fact... I, I was going to say, I know for a fact if I watched your first game, Scott, you would, that's what you'd be doing, that's what JP will yeah, be doing, is just deploying them on it, and
1: you'll well, be like... I did, and I was playing Iron John, so there's no way he was shooting me off
2: (laughs) if you think about like realm of shadows people can get behind you
1: and you don't have a
2: lot of units to block your back table edges so you're going to want to use those arch regents to push out the bubble
1: yeah that's true Uh, that's true um but it is it's, it's the balance between keeping them alive to get their summoning on and but then also getting them up because they need to keep yeah. track with my flares and my dragon because yeah. I, I want that. I want that plus D three attack spell to be. I mean, it's, it's twenty four inch range and it's not holy within, so it's, it's nice. Portal. But
3: if you want that, drop that Dogs, Take the portal. I don't. I. It, I think it would actually do good for effect lists because oh, most there's a few of their spells do have holy within on them.
2: Mm. And cogs, you is just bad. Didn't,
3: yeah, cog co- uh, I think cogs is a again cogs a bet was... a beta. I think a, cogs is too hard for you to cast.
1: Yeah, as a seven
3: the portal That'll six be- at least you can again you're going to put, the way you're going to set the portal up you're just going to set it up on top of the throne and everyone's going to be around, the two heroes that are on top of that after turn one are going to be there anyway
2: how similar is your list to Russ's you went five all last weekend with so Lester skin
1: he's yeah he hasn't got the wolves obviously he's got the he's got the 663 he's got the terrorgeist he's got cogs um he did what I don't know if he had what his hero loadout was if he had two Flares, Heroes, or a Varg starting. I, I'm not sure. And I haven't really watched the game that you played on stream to to, to see what you came out with. But it's very similar. I mean, I mean that's what inspired my... Mm. To get there from the loft, you know. Uh, so what's
3: your summoning uh, pool like? Do you have access to, like, two Vargals and that if needed? And
1: um, I can do, yeah. I've, I've, the, the, the plan A is... The, the kind of vanilla plan is 20 ghouls and a Varg. Um, yeah. And three horrors or flares from the the, the Terrorgeist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in in the practice game, I brought on um, the twenty ghouls.
3: I'm I'm guessing you don't have nine flares spare.
1: I was going to say you might
2: want the nine flares if you're playing something you don't need to try and contest the the body for, numbers yeah. because you'll like just get a lot more done. Yeah, the hero yeah. missions you're not a unit of nine. Them. Yeah, no, two three, three,
3: three
1: units
3: of three. Units yeah,
1: for your the summoning regents,
3: the regents summon knights, so you
1: could summon no, them. Or... Yeah, no, I've got um, I don't know if I've never got spare. I've definitely got three spare. Um,
2: Horrors are just yeah. as good. Well,
1: yeah. that's what I'm planning to bring is three horrors or, or three flares um for the king. Um mm-hmm. and I brought in three horrors again in the practice game and it was just to just to try and get as much variety and practice it. But I they still were, think that's they were nice. I think
3: that's where the army is so strong is it's like the other demon arm well, chaos armies that can summon based on what their opponent does. Yeah. Or has. That's why I Yeah. I I understand how people think the death like legion summoning is good but we're still limited to what we took in the first place if we don't take a all-rounded or balanced list it means that we we get trumped by a certain matchup because we can't deal with that matchup you can summon anything based on on your opponent you can summon hoarders, like you say if they've got heaps of small inventory things or yeah. you can take on the flares if they're bravery four or five skaven yeah. armies
1: yeah, I'll, I'll bring as much variety and options as I can, definitely. Um, but the, the, the kind of plan a is a Varg and 20 ghouls from, from the, the Arch Regents just for bodies and for extra healing on the flares, you know.
3: I think that's, like I said, I think that's the problem. A lot of folk will just fall into that pit of taking the ghouls and things like that, rather than thinking of what their opponent has and going, actually, I don't need the bodies. Like, again, in Mission yeah. 3, you won't need the bodies.
1: No. and Mission uh, well, 5, mission five sorry, you won't yeah. need the
3: bodies because it's hero mission. No, I'll be, I think throw...
1: I'll be i be double Varg then. But. Yeah, but we'll see.
3: Or again, flares because flares are a good answer to heroes because they do mortal wounds on attacks, which is the big thing. And a lot of the heroes that will capture objectives won't be
0: able yeah. to so survive.
2: As well, yeah. I
0: don't want to fight. I don't want to fight your your army at all. It absolutely <laughs> mints my army. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. So yeah. much damage.
2: I think if you yeah. can get into the swing of it, then yeah. you. I think you're going to be
1: onto a winner. It's a good army. I'm, I'm, I'll,
3: what's your I'll, what's your uh, so if you, do you have a terrorgeist or zombie dragon? Sorry, I've
1: got terrorgeist as the terrorgeist. Uh, on on, on the, <laughs> the list. King on terrorgeist. I've I've got a zombie dragon, um, the one that I played against you, Nathan, two years ago. That he's he's <laughs> kind of base coated, and um, that's the ghoul king was on top of him. I just popped him off. So he's he's you know he's pretend. I could just take him as a monster for for the for the gur. Yeah, you could. Um, you know, I've got options to change the list. And so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm thinking for heat too. I'm definitely taking Feck you know, it's only a oh, month yeah. away. got uh, to. But whether I take um, you know, the fluffy blister skin or, or go into evil gristle gore, that's the I that think choice. I
3: think blister skin's better as an all rounder. I think folk will learn very quickly how to deal with gristle gore. Yeah. Uh, just because it's such an aggressive list. It's the same idea when people played yeah. Cun Rock before and things like that, or people yeah. learned to deal with <clears> it by Taking things that it did that army doesn't like, or things like that.
1: Well, I say a month away, it's two months away, isn't it? Sorry, it's May, but yeah, I mean, um, I might just play as much as possible with one army and just try and get some mileage in it.
0: I think, I think our uh quick mini episode here <laughs> has, has, has rolled out a little bit beyond what we wanted, but um, we'll probably best to, to wrap things up. Um, normal service will be resumed. I'm assuming we're going to do something as a a roundup of the fall of the old world to talk about how that went and maybe look forward at your uh uh well it'll be looking forward at twin realms the doubles event and look into the heat i suppose um a bit more information on our uh tale of northern warlords
1: yeah so we what we're going to do with that then are we going to get some pulls up ACP.
0: Yeah, well, I'll do mine today. With... Yeah, well, wait until we. Uh, I'll give you the link for the episode, and we'll uh, we'll do that then, and, and link back to the episode so people can can see what we're talking about. Hopefully, get some people to join us and and uh, go through the journey with us. It'll be quite interesting to see them uh, evolve over the months. I'll certainly be putting a bit of effort in and taking my mm. time, I'll be powering through. So having a good six months to paint an army will be nice right then well thank you very much to everybody for joining us and uh i'm looking forward to seeing you guys next week